0: Double figures now. Sam, am officially officially Lucy's legs eleven. I don't know why I keep saying Lucy. I've been watching Edge Runners. No one says no, Lucy.
1: No, it, 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 it's bingo. They don't say Lucy. Calling.
0: They just say legs eleven. No,
1: it's always been Lucy's legs eleven. I've
0: never had anyone say Lucy's legs. Guys, tweet me on X. Uh, hashtag it. Um, Farmville for life.
1: Farmville free.
0: Yeah. Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag. hashtag Farmville for life. And tell me if you've ever heard it called Lucy's legs eleven, or if it's just legs eleven. Good morning. Welcome to episode. Something that's higher than ten. Eleven. Eleven of cheat codes aren't cheating. I am your main host, Yorkshire Bobber, joined by the part-time host, Dark MCR.
1: Sam say hello. Fuck yourself, Yorkie, and good morning, everyone. <laughs>
0: I fuck myself at the start of every day. It helps me walk <laughs> faster. Um <laughs>
1: That's going to be the exclusive clip <laughs> at the very beginning of the podcast.
0: What's the point? You hear it before the credits, the credits roll, you hear it again. No. You wait at least the it. third in to do pull the sample off. So what you said is I just need to mention getting pegged about 45 minutes in as well. You should have said, hello, yes. Sam. <laughs> hello, Clarice. It's Sam, how trashy. are you this fine morning?
1: I'm doing very well. Been up since 8, got some shit done, got coffee, got icy cold water, and I am ready and raring to go to discuss some fucking amazing topics on today's pod. It is a fun-filled, jam-packed, whole hog of a podcast for you guys today. It's going to be a good one, so strap yourself in.
2: Yeah, strap yourself in. I'm fine too, thanks for asking. (laughs)
1: I was going to get there, but you...
2: No.
0: You went quiet then. For a second, I thought we'd had tech issues again.
1: (laughs) No, I I was doing the... Elongate one letter. Because I was going to call you a fucking dickhead. But... (laughs) It's true, I am. I keep looking over at my screen because you're on my screen over there and it's not good. Right.
2: Left. Up. Down.
1: Circle. Circle. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Milk. Milk. Where lemon do we lemonade. Round
0: the corner, fudge is made. Uh, <laughs> you still don't ask me how I am, but whatever.
1: You know what? I just don't care, mate. You know what? I run this
0: <laughs> shit. I edit it. <laughs> I stream it. I turn up just, for it, unlike some Mr. I turned up after
2: episode six. And I don't even get asked how my day is.
1: Mainly because... I because I've already found out how your day is, because we've been in a cool for the last, like, hour. I know. Well, but you've we, been shopping we, back and investigating works shenanigans and then having protein things to try and up yourself, and then you have that first swig of monster. It's like, um, Yeah,
0: I nipped to the shop testicles. this morning to get an energy drink because I am fairly hungover. I'm sweating vodka. Um, it's lovely. You could probably lick me and get drunk. Huffle, want to test it? Uh, I want to uh, test it. Uh, uh, do it so i'm so sorry i heard it coming i was like i ain't muting in time i'm just gonna own it um but yes yeah, so i had not had to go to the shop but there was this old woman breaking into my work and i was like oh, all right love what are you doing Like, fucking squirrels nicked me light <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that was funny like <laughs> you're right love what are <laughs> you doing Fucking squirrels make me laugh. Look, he's dropped it in, glass, it's in grass. It's
0: fucking green now.
1: <laughs> right, Yorkie, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, mate, I feel like I'm in a fever dream of bullshit. It's brilliant. I'm very, very, very sweaty. But not for you today. Just in general. Yes. Yes. My sinuses there are messed is up. I'm pretty sure someone gave me a cig that wasn't menthol yesterday, so the back of my throat feels minging. But I'm still wearing the same shirt I was wearing for the last stream, not because I'm a mucky fucker, just because I keep putting it on specifically for streams.
1: I mean, you've not taken it off, have you? No. You've been in that for the last, like, three, four days, right? It's a
0: very tight shirt. I don't know if I can get it off without a pair of scissors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He sweated so much in it that it started to shrink, like it's been washed.
0: It's literally like wearing a dry suit into the sea. No, it's it's, it's comfy and it, it does fit fine. No, I just, like I said, I put it on um yesterday to go out as well because I wanted to make some people laugh at it. And I thought I'm already sweating. I need a shower. I've not had time this morning, so I'm just going to put this on because I'm already sweating vodka. Get through today, get through this morning with the podcast and stuff, and then after this, put it in the wash, go have a shower, put some clean stuff on, you know what I mean? I think if I'm already still sweating off the hangover, there's no point putting anything clean on because it'll be minging in an hour, so.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree.
0: Plus, it's comfy, and it's got Cthulhu on it, and it says, don't bully me, I'll come. What's not to love? Also, if anyone is watching live, exclamation mark, merch chat, there you go, go check it out. Uh, So, because Sam likes this word, I'm going to say it. Today on the list, (laughs) today on the docket, we we have a lot. We've got some serious things. Some light-hearted things. Some light-hearted things. Some downright hilarious things. Not so much sad stuff this week. Normally we're talking about someone who's died. We don't have to this week.
1: All people that have retired from, like, beloved roles yeah. from games, TV, movies, and stuff like that. Yeah. But this week, it's not so bad. Although, I will say, our docket <sighs> this week has been reduced because there was so bloody much that we could have covered yeah. over the last couple of weeks. That
0: Well, we, is... had. we were supposed to do it last week, weren't we? But I think, was I not feeling well or something last weekend? You, you, you had the lurgy for a change. Yeah. At least it was the lurgy, and I'd not gone out drinking.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't I'm pretty go. Sure if you didn't have us- the lurgy, you would have gone out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point.
0: I'll give you that, dickhead, yeah. I'll give you that. You're not wrong. But yeah, so we... Yeah, so... Because we missed last week's, I think, I w- I wasn't feeling great anyways, you were on with something, weren't you? Oh, I remember, what it, it, my allergies had set off on the Saturday, hadn't they?
1: Yeah, you, you were doing a lot of stuff, and bed sheets, and allergies, and yeah, you had to, yeah, you had and to miss so, last week, because w- you were suffering.
0: Yeah, because I didn't get to bed till like, what, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, because I just couldn't stop coughing and sneezing, and then by the morning, then my back was shot and everything,
1: so yeah it it, was like like a carry-on joke with illness with you it
0: really is but i mean to be fair if i remember correctly you had something on as well and you were like well you know what this works out then don't it i'm sure there was something that you had as well which made me feel less bad so yes we've we've had three weeks worth of news whereas we normally just have two and normally it's always that first week after the pod where 90 percent of the news comes in so what this actually means is next podcast we're not gonna fucking have anything
1: Uh, (laughs) Nah, nah, just off of some of the subjects, next podcast is going to be a jam-packed one as well, I reckon.
0: I mean, how many have we got today? We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 topics. Fair enough, some of them are subtopics of other things we're going to
1: talk about, but... Oh, dude, technically... Next podcast is going to be a very fun-filled one because it follows the weekend of EGX, which is next weekend.
0: Yes, it does.
1: So oh, next week is going to be jam-packed with stuff. Yes, but I cannot wait. Let's yeah. Which get I don't know on about to you. at least one well, other topic. While we've been talking
0: <laughs> about all of this, the only thing I've been focusing on is how is that man balancing on that vacuum cleaner?
1: I can't I, just, uh, uh, I think he's doing the illusion that Michael Jackson did when he did that whole lean forward where it was two nails in the floor and he just hooked on his shoes yeah, and he's but, doing the Michael Jackson
0: but like is he drinking an old fashioned in a tall glass with a straw is it like an ice like a, a, what, what is it like south southern tea was, what, the, what do the Americans call it Long, well,
1: Long Island iced tea
0: that will go with that one yeah That one, could it be that? I don't know, but he looks like my old training officer from the police and he's looking at me
2: like he wants to fuck me. Which I mean, doesn't everyone? I hope my family don't. I do, I do. Yeah, I know you do though, but that's just because you're lonely and looking for a butthole to climb in. Yeah, true.
0: Yeah. There's no denying it. And the I mean <laughs> man's got plenty of space.
1: Um
0: <laughs> so yeah, so the first topic. The Switch 2 has been announced. Well, rumoured. Has it been rumored or announced? Because I could only find the same rumored, but you Is said it um, had been
1: announced. So the article that we've got from six days ago, which you've currently got on your screen, as have I on my screen. Um so these are just the rumors. However, there has been a announcement leaky thing. That the Switch 2 will be a digital-only OLED version, and it's going to cost 325 pounds for the digital-only version, which can only lead us to believe that it will be between 400 and 500 pounds for the official. Now, the fact that it's going to come as standard as an OLED is great. I love the OLED screens on them.
0: Well I do I do feel yeah. like now the OLED's out there in the market, you can't really go can't a step go back. back now. No, you can't. <clears throat> it'd be so counterintuitive uh, it, and it'd rub so many consumers up the wrong way.
1: Yeah. It means that I, I do generally believe that the Switch OLED will go down in price. It is currently three hundred and nine pounds UK. Um I reckon that will go down to what original switch prices will be, sort of two between two and two fifty. Yeah. And the OLED will probably go down to be a much more affordable one twenty to one fifty, I believe. If he does um, that,
3: I'll
0: actually be getting one, which is nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um it it should be hitting us in the next twelve months. And I believe that they've come out on all of these leaks. I say leaks, I think it's a targeted leak that someone has given the information to someone to report yeah. to try and go. Screw you, PlayStation, because of their new handheld thing that they're developing Fucking for hate the PlayStation 5 Pro. It's Pros. so stupid. It's, it's one of those, PlayStation, stick with consoles, don't try and go into the digital market. The PlayStation, uh, the PSP was great, but it was very linear. The PS Vita was good when it first got announced, but died within six months to a year of being yeah. released because the games weren't optimized and they would they weren't the best nintendo are solely a portable gaming thing yeah
0: that's when they've got but, so many competitors now like the rug ally and the steam deck but for the most part for price ranges this is still the affordable option it's the one that most people go to for like casual gamers because if you play mobile you normally are well more a casual gamer than the,
1: the Steam Deck and the Asus ROG and even the Lenovo Legion, I think it is, the new yeah. one on the block. I've never heard of that one. It's it's new sort of like last couple of weeks. Ah, fair enough. i will be why um, I've never seen it then. They're all one-to-one gamers. That is for someone that is an elite gamer that wants to play on their go, whereas the good thing about Nintendo Switch is is it's a family console there is something for everyone yeah. on the console you've got party games you've got sporty games fitness games kid games and just cozy games for those people that are in their 20s and 30s that like to run around
0: even with the home consoles or that's always been the appeal of nin, uh, appeal of nintendo is that most yeah. things they tend to appeal to more like you said the more Hardcore gamers, whereas Nintendo has always kept it casual. It's always been a bit like fingering a bird at a caravan park. You can just pick it up, put it down, and then next day you could smell your fingers. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. I had an idea for that analogy, and then it just kind of disappeared, like all the women I've ever met at a caravan park. You can't prove anything, police. Um,
1: But the release date for it is rumoured to be early 2024 so by sort of March April time next year we could have a new switch on the card did you say EGX next weekend EGX is next weekend the I, wonder if we, I wonder if we
0: see anything about it at
1: EGX I would I would hazard a guess that we hear stuff or yeah. they have a one like showcase model
0: well I'm thinking if if it's rumoured to be set for Q1 2024. They've got to at least have some developer model of it to showcase I mean, the what it's capable model
1: is out there, and it looks freaky. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I really <laughs> feel about what it's rumoured to be. Like, the controllers and the, the Joy-Cons and everything, it's very weird in design. Yeah. But I reckon that it's, it will be good.
0: But at the same time, this sort of leads into the fact that we've had rumours that Red Dead 2 is coming to Switch. Because I don't know how they'd met that run on the current Switch, but if a new Switch is right around the corner with stronger and faster hardware, it makes sense that it could be a potential.
1: I mean, that leads into a topic that we covered ages ago, back in the, the early podcast days, where xbox and nintendo are looking to work closely with each other yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me if rockstar and xbox are having a discussion to get their games on game pass and then with the switch uh, the switch 2 with the increased technology and stuff whether game pass will finally be hitting um nintendo yeah. switch
0: well it'd be interesting to see because obviously they can hold a wi-fi connection it would be interesting to see if they enabled game pass cloud gaming on which that yep. would be interesting to and see, because if they did that, it'd be so great for me, because I can sit there when Alfie's playing on the TV, or watching something on the TV, I can just think, well you know what, I'll boot my Switch. It'll get the most use it's ever used, because I've only ever really used it for Disco Elysium and Minecraft. That's yeah. the only thing I've ever really used my Switch for.
1: I think it would be the best move for Nintendo with the fact of all the other portable gaming devices now hitting the market. Xbox yeah. Game Pass comes to uh, switch in some way, shape, and form to give access to. I mean, who doesn't want to play Halo, the original Halos, on, on the move? On a portable device with a beautiful OLED screen.
0: It would be pretty, pretty beautiful. But, like, I've. It's one of them, because, like, for me, the issue is I've never really been a big Nintendo fanboy. My first Nintendo was. I, obviously, I had the Game Boy, everyone had a Game Boy. But I never had, like, Zelda or anything for it. It was all, like... Because my sisters were older than me. It was all, like, Disney tie-in games. So it was, like, Tom and Jerry. Yeah. And all that shit. We got the Game Boy Advance SD. No, the little... Was that the flip one, I think? The, whatever the flip one was called. Had, like, Spyro Crash Team Racing. Um, I've never really had any first-party Nintendo titles. I've never really been into them. I've never really played Mario or anything like that. From my only experience really playing Mario was... Mario Kart on the Nintendo Wii. Or playing like an hour of Super Mario Sunshine at my neighbour's house. So for me, having a Switch, I've got none of this nostalgia to go back to the old games because they don't bother me. I've never played a Zelda game and as much as Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild appeal to me, they're so different from most RPGs that I play because they're not yeah. trying, to be, they're trying to be Zelda. Which is fair enough. They're good. But they just don't have that appeal to me. So for me to have an opportunity to use my Switch for something that is more than just nintendo would be nice because could you imagine if you did that with like um an xbox it but only played first party xbox titles you'd never fucking touch your xbox <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you'd touch for like a
1: few um, days and that'd be it so i'm just reading an article here about the potential specs it could see a change in processor and gpu it could be the case that we get either an AMD processor or we finally get uh, NVIDIA to come in and do some specky stuff.
2: Well, NVIDIA's got to fucking get their
0: offices back first. But we'll cover that later. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna... Sorry, my headset's starting to die, and it's doing that thing where I plug it in, and it just does a boo at me. So let's do that. Is that charging? That's charging. Right, I'm back with you now. I do apologize. I could hear what you were saying. Yeah, it'd be interesting to to see what they do with it. I'm curious to see, like like we said, if anything is shown at EGX, because I feel like if it is due sort of like Q1 of 2024, that's the most reasonable place we're going to see any sort of review.
1: Well, there was rumors that the Switch 2 was showcased to developers at Gamescom, so that could have been the first iterations of it and EGX being another really big gaming yeah. event of the year, it could be the case that the consumer finally gets to see the prototype for it, which if it's been shown to developers, I reckon that it's really along the way and we could potentially get get it, as a, as I said, uh, early next year. Yeah, that's, with it feels like a good show, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good but it looks like the onboard storage could even be going up to 512 gigabytes. Which, to be fair, it needs to do, because when
0: you get more power in the consoles, that means more powerful games, more powerful games means larger file sizes. And we've seen it with the nightmares Is the new consoles with the base storage that them starting around 500 gig, you get like one game on it and you're fucked.
1: Yeah. There is also potential for a new Mario game to come to it, as well as... And this is only a report, so don't hold me to this. But the Final Fantasy VII remake coming to the Ooh. new Switch. Which Japan I re- would finally reclaiming re- the stuff. I would be very happy to see that because I want to play it.
0: Well, it makes sense as, as two considering two of the la the two of the largest gaming companies out there, Nintendo and Sony, both j- Japanese. To see the fact that they've never really sort of collaborated that much on stuff, it surprises me because neither yep. of them have the money to take on a large Western corporation like Xbox. So it wouldn't make sense for them sometimes to pull the resource and just be like, hey, Bill Gates, fuck you. You know what I mean? But I don't think we've ever seen them do it. Not that no. I can think off the top of my head anyways. But no, I'm very curious to see what's happening with that. And like you said, if it's standard OLED anyways. I'm looking forward to uh,
1: it. It's going to have to be standard OLED, but I guess next week will be the telltale sign as to whether all of this is just speculation and rumours, or
3: we uh, actually get some
1: substantial, either a video trailer announcing it, or physical hands-on view of a OLED Switch 2 in a box that everyone can just wow over because it's the newfangled thing. I'm, I'm excited to see. And if it is, then I'm pre-ordering one straight away.
0: But don't worry, listeners. We'll be the first people reporting on it for you a week after it's happened.
1: <laughs> Let me just sell a kidney and go there and do like an undercover, like, take my, record on my iPhone 7.
0: Honestly, I would love at some point in the future for you and me to be able to go out to these sort of events and do like live sort of stuff there. Yeah, It would be d- so awesome.
1: Yeah, let's, I'd, I'd be very much intrigued to do that too. Um, That's on you guys.
0: Share it with your friends. Let everyone know we exist. Get us successful enough that we can get to places like EGX and GamesCon and Summer Game Fest. Insomnia. Insomnia, I have that all the time. I don't need any more. Uh, and we will steal you free samples. <laughs> Crap. Oh, Crap. My God. Oh, yes, I've, I've admitted that I, I, I meet women and murder them. I've admitted that I'm going to steal stuff from all the gaming events. I don't think I'm getting sponsored. I, had, I asked Heinz Ketchup to sponsor me
1: yesterday. Oh, is this following the uh, online debate that you were having?
0: It wasn't even an online debate. Some dude got angry about the price of ketchup. It was like, Heinz ketchup, four pound a bottle, store brand 69p. Heinz mayonnaise, four pounds a bottle, store brand 69p. But the store brand brand didn't taste as nice, it's stupid. It's like... That's because it's cheaper and star brand, mate. Right. If you don't like it, just don't have it. It's ketchup. You're not going to die. And he told me, and I was fucking buzzing with his, he was like, now I can tell, that I, I know that you're some Twitch personality. And then he said, which is in brackets, which is like Pornhub for nerds. No, only fans for nerds, sorry. And he went, and I know you probably make a load of money off it, but us normal poor people, and I'm like, dude, I earn like fifty quid every two months. <laughs> I'm not that rich, but I'm gonna start doing that now. Go, put like, do you know who I am? I'm a big time Twitch streamer. I make tons and mo- tons of money, and you are just all fucking povos. But so yeah, so I tagged Heinz in it. it. Was like, Heinz, sponsor me on stream, and I'll uh, I'll chug two liters of ketchup. I'm yet to hear back from them. I want ketchup.
1: <laughs> right. After your ketchup rant <laughs> and the, 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 the conclusion of the Switch 2, yes. so let's move on to the next topic on the docket. Yes.
0: Peter Molyneux's flaccid head has reappeared. He has announced he's making a new game. Now, Me and Sam can't seem to figure out what game it is, because we've had one game which was called Moon Something, which we thought it was going to be. Now this other game called Legacies appeared, which I've just read now at the top of the article, is a blockchain-based business sim, which sounds awful. Uh, But basically, (laughs) that's what we've always wanted. Oh, you want to buy some Bitcoin? Uh but yeah, so Peter Molyneux came out. If anyone doesn't know Peter Molyneux, he is the dude behind um sort of dungeon keeper, fable, them sort of things. He's very much one of these people who he has had a lot of successes in the gaming industry. But the issue is for every success he has that you hear about, he has about 40 failures that he doesn't tell you about. He's very much one of these people who likes to un- overpromise and underachieve. And it doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Fable 3 was a perfect example of that. He tried to make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger than Fable 2. And what I actually got was a shell of the game that Fable 2 was that disappointed a lot of people. He put a tweet out saying, Hi everyone, just so you know, I know you're all poor and I know you're all bored. So I've made you
2: a free game that you can enjoy. And I don't know if it's this one or if it's a different one, but this is the one that's coming up now. I'm trying to see where this was
0: published I, this week.
1: I, I'm just going to say, yes. his game looks like every genetic, generic mobile game city builder it looks or shit. town builder on any of the platforms. It generally looks like a pile of wank.
0: It looks like Farmville from a lower angle.
1: Yeah, Farmville would probably have a better Farm. chance coming out with Farmville free. Farmville was
0: fucking sick. The amount of people it I had was. in school who were like, stop fucking asking me for chickens! Because I'd just send them it all the time on Facebook. That was my jam. It would always
1: be the golden chicken trade. Yeah! That was like the hidden underground black market Basically, thing. Basically, like, yeah. All right, I want you to give me 5,000 corn and apples for one golden chicken because it lays a golden egg that sells for millions. But, I
0: mean, Farmville was sick. This looks shit. Blockchain, disgusting. Now, if it had been the other game that we thought it was going to be, camera refocus, please, thank you, I I probably wouldn't have found it as bad, but I don't think this is a case of you're all bored and poor, so I want to give you a free game that's fun. I think this is a... Oh, look... um. Playground Games have taken Fable, Linehead Studios no longer exists. They're all getting success off of my baby, so I'm going to try and be relevant again. And then he releases this shit because it's the easiest thing you can think of, think of to get out there as quick as possible. That's yeah, genuinely it, what it it's... feels like to me.
1: I'm just looking at... So I've just typed in Farmville. There is a Farmville 3 that is on mobile. And I would much <laughs> rather play Farmville 3 than i would playing that game at least farmville looks like the textures of the the trees and pl- pathways and stuff looks 10 times better than his blocky piece of shit it looks like he's just gone in to roblox or I like i was a just about to say, say it looks minecraft like a Robloxy game or a my mi- knockoff minecraft you know how uh you had lego and then you had the other one that yeah. was just a complete ripoff. It was like, oh, look at us, we're doing Lego too. But it's not as good as Lego because Duplo, we can't actually... Whatever build. it was it. called. Yeah, that's the one. It looks like a bargain bin bucket of shite in comparison to other games for building and farming and, and stuff like that. The only so, thing Mr- is,
0: I'm really hungover and you use bargain and bucket <laughs> in the same sense, and I really want cheeky.
1: But uh, t- t- you, you you can get some chicken after this if you want. Okay. If you're a good boy and you make it through this podcast, you can go get yourself a bargain bucket, okay?
0: Okay. I don't want an actual bargain bucket just for me. I do want some
2: chicken though.
1: Bonus banquet meal, thank you very much. But now, nah, Zinger yeah, Twister up,
2: hundred percent.
1: I, if Fable, was good. But it also was bad. Dungeon Keeper was good, but there were times that it was bad. This guy coming out with this game, he's using his name and his past successes to hopefully carry this game. But I'm sorry, but there are 10,000 other games like this that look the same, act the same, and probably do a better fucking job. But this is a thing in market that he doesn't know.
0: He's not done anything that's been a fan favorite since Fable 2. But whenever you actually look at him and think, all right, what have you actually done? He's like, well, I made Fable. Good for you. I made a poo the shape of Princess Diana back in 2003. It's not cool anymore, though. Like, he's just, he's so irrelevant now, and I feel like he's trying to clutch so hard onto everything. Like, if you want to play a game, don't play this shit. If you really want a good game that's going to be a laugh, coming soon, it's currently out in Northern America, but it's not out yet. Bethesda are doing an Elder Scrolls Castle game, which is basically like Fallout Shelter, but in the Elder Scrolls universe. That'll be fun. Play that when that comes out instead. Don't buy this. It's blockchain. It's stupid. It's predatory. Because anything that uses that sort of stuff is.
1: You might Um, as well go play the game that Yorkie mentioned, or... Go play Old School RuneScape and relive a childhood memory Adventure Quest Farmville. RPG Farmville. Farmville. Farmville free on uh, on all of your mobile phones and smartphones. Go go download it and play it now. Do it. Not sponsored but you should sponsor us Farmville. Send me We're a golden good, chicken. It? You know what? Yeah, we don't even want the sponsorship. Just give us one free golden chicken each. <laughs> I'll be in bed. You won't see me wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning because I'll just be in bed playing Farmville, all right. cloning <laughs> my golden chickens.
0: Golden chickens for everyone. So that's it. So EGX will steal you all a new Switch. If we ever meet Farmville, we'll steal, steal you all a golden chicken.
1: I, I like the sound of that. I think we can make that happen.
2: Like, th-
0: th- this is the movement. Hashtag bring back Farmville
1: yes so, let's do it let, let, let's let get to twitter sorry x i mean whatever x. it wants to identify as now <laughs> but do you still tweet on x What what's the word now i i don't know honestly i don't use x at all i've kind of when i return to that sort of thing i think i'll use threads more than anything else because it links with my insta twitter is so out of the way and not linked to any platforms
0: to be fair, I just, uh, I'm just just going to start using another you know, socials tab on people's YouTube profiles because all the creators yeah. post on there now because none of them want to be on X. So, yeah. It's almost like a social media itself. That's one thing I like about YouTube. It's got the short form content, it's got the long form content, it's got the community side of things. They're doing everything. I like them. But, anyways, before we get distracted, we've got okay. a lot of topics to get through. Um. Trouble for Naughty Dog this week. Um, so Naughty Dog, the studio behind The Last of Us, are uh, cutting developers. So they've got a lot of contractors. I think they're external contractors from other things that they've sort of brought in to work on projects. They are cutting them all, and they are not offering any severance pay.
1: Uh, i I lot... just ask, are these yes. the developers for The Last of Us port to PC? Because if so, I'm, I'm completely with them for that. They are not. <laughs> it's um, really bad. I don't wish anyone to be jobless and not get any uh, restitutions for, for their job and work that they've done and being made redundant. But the last of us devs that did the port, pull your fucking act together, you lazy bastards.
0: Now, I feel like I've heard somewhere that... The cuts are relating to the Last of Us multiplayer that they've been working on behind the scenes. I can't find any evidence to confirm that, but I'm sure I've heard from someone that that's what it was. And if that's the case, it makes you wonder, is that still coming? Are they just doing it on a, a, a more budgeted team, or are they scrapping that and they're just not telling anyone?
1: Maybe they're taking an Elon Musk with X where he took over the company and was like, so what do you do? This. You're fired because you don't need that big of a workforce it's like these companies have over uh employed to do the same job and it's more efficient and money saving the thing is with the last of us as much as a multiplayer game would be cool for last of us it is something that i i feel about i feel passionate about last of us is a single player game and whenever someone takes a single-player game and goes multiplayer with it, it but crumbles Last burns. of Us 1
0: had multiplayer with it, didn't it, I believe? So did Uncharted I don't know, 4...
1: I I've, I've never played it.
0: I'm sure Uncharted 4 and Last of Us 1 both launched with multiplayer on consoles, like the original versions of them.
1: Uh, but the,
0: the issue here, though, isn't the fact that, obviously, the game um, made redundant. It's the fact that there's no severance pay being offered... And they've all been told that they're not allowed to say anything about it. This is a leak that's come out, because people have actively been told that they can't talk about
2: it. That sounds shady as fuck to me. Yeah. Which sounds to me like either something illegal's happening back there,
0: or Naughty Dog are in a lot of trouble financially, and they don't want it getting out.
1: I want to say that it's a financial thing, especially after the port came out and probably all of the issues and potential lawsuits that we haven't heard about. Because it was like, oh, you were promised a game and it came out and it was rubbish. Like, it wasn't done correctly. Well, this
0: is the issue because they only really make Uncharted and Last of Us the Naughty Dog as far as I'm aware now, don't they? That's all they're really known for. Now, Uncharted, they've not done anything since Lost Legacy, which didn't sell as well as 4. That's been irrelevant for a while. They've only done last of us one and two and for all they were great selling games and amazing games to play the only thing they've done recently is remasters for the ps5 but they released them during a climate where you couldn't get hold of a ps5 to save your life
1: yeah so it, it was a the bad business, business model business shot themselves
0: decision. in the fr- yeah the only other thing they've done other than them is a remaster for pc the pot pc which was abysmal So I'm not surprised if it was somewhat financial. I'm not surprised if it's something self-inflicted by their own business decisions.
1: Well, this is the thing. Just looking at all of the Naughty Dog games that they've got out there, you've got Uncharted franchise, Last of Us franchise, Jack and Daxter franchise. That's been dead for years. And then two 1989 game, Keith the Thief, and then 1991 game, Rings of Power. Those are the only games that Naughty Dog do and I think it's, it, I, I reckon it's going to be a situation like Halo and other yeah. game fr- uh, people that are only there doing one game or a, a franchise and they're repeating the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, to a degree, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed.
0: But the difference is with Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed, yes, they release the same game over and over again. But they do it consistently, so it doesn't matter if the game doesn't sell amazing, as long as it sells enough to push through to the next one. Yeah. Which, love or hate Ubisoft, that business model works. You can't deny it works. FIFA do it. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Well, I can't call them FIFA anymore, but FIFA do it. Like, like so many companies do it, and it's shitty. Yeah, but I think that's the issue here is, Copying the homework that you've done before and changing the answers a little bit is fine. As long as you do it regularly. Doing it twice in the space of 10 years ain't regular. <laughs> it's, no. not,
2: it's not enough to sustain. No. I.
1: It's most likely a... a situation where it's financial, whether it be a lawsuit, or whether it's just they've got this big workforce and the games aren't doing well because they don't release games in any quick succession. Yeah. Or, I mean, Last of Us and Last of Us 2, really big games that they spent a lot of time on, so fair enough. And from what I've seen, they're great games. I've not played either of them because I've never been a PlayStation guy. But, if you're only doing two franchises and like, Encharted, when was the last Encharted game? released that was a charted for which was i want to say 2016
0: i was gonna say it's three years since the the ps5 launched isn't it so yeah you are looking for
1: 2016 and then the last of us two was 2020 at the height of the playstation 5 drought yeah if those are your two big names then obviously it's going to go downhill for your company you need to start either doing something new to bring more people back to your game company, or you need to give us more games, like a new Uncharted. Not that they need another one, because they've got, from what I can see here, seven games.
0: Oh, yeah, because they've, the they've got the PSP game as well, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they've got Uncharted 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, Nathan Drake Collection, oh, Drake's yes, it... Fortune, and The Lost Legacy.
2: Uh, let's not
0: count the collection because the collection is just the three games again the six
2: yeah but the four, six four, games and the yeah, last
0: four, one four main is- lines Lost Legacy and the um, PSP title yeah but you got six of them in the last what like 15 16 years probably longer than that
1: yeah plus these and then and then it's just dead for the last like seven eight years nothing yeah. from that franchise
0: but to be fair it's not like like and this is going to be a controversial thing I know a lot of people like these games. I like these games too. I say that I've never played The Last of Us, but I like the um, Uncharted games. I've played a little bit of Last of Us to know enough to make this opinion, though. They are basically the exact same game with different enemies.
2: The aiming mechanics and everything are identical. Yeah, they've
1: taken a... They've taken Uh there's a word that I'm thinking, but I can't think of it. They've taken the good things from whichever title came first and they've just expanded upon it and yeah. changed the graphics. Which isn't a bad thing. No, but, if it works, it works. But when that's what you're doing,
0: I'm sorry, but there needs to be a more regular release schedule. Like that's the one yeah. thing like, that I can't fault CDPR on with Cyberpunk is yes, Cyberpunk took ages to come out. Well, that was because they rebuilt... They made an entirely new engine for it, and it was unlike anything they'd ever made before. If you're trying something Ooh. new, fair enough. Yeah, but The Last of Us really is just a reskin of Uncharted with different enemy types. And like I say, it's not a bad thing. It's good. But I feel like that could be the main issue, is that they're not really trying anything adventurous. The games were cinematic masterpieces. There still are cinematic masterpieces, but there might have been amazing and game changing to the industry at the time no doubt about that but nowadays what they did back then everyone's doing and it's no longer this breathtaking turn of the century ingenuity that everyone saw it as back then so the remasters aren't getting that same traction that the old ones did they're just getting it through nostalgia and people hearing through word of mouth like oh this game was great when it came out play it now
1: yeah the marking for
0: it's so different
1: yeah, I mean, the fact is, just looking at a PlayStation 5 thing from Insider Gaming, uh, The Last of Us 2 Remastered seems to be coming soon. So, Yay! Why? Yeah, <laughs> there's why, no point! Why, why remaster a game that came out three years ago on even, like, PlayStation 4 Pro and PlayStation 5?
0: Yeah, there's no point. Why?
1: Why? Yeah, why are they now do, coming out with a remaster, make a new game franchise? Screw it. Use the same like mechanics and the way that the control feel. But in a different time period against something different. Just Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter with the new graphics and everything. Just give us a new Jack and Daxter four that is just See, better than if, everything. If there was
0: one game I'd want them to pick up with this sort of game engine and gameplay. It would be do you remember the order 1886 it was like a PlayStation 4 launch title yes you're in old school yep. London yeah and it was like there was vampires and werewolves and shit fucking take that because that's dead give that to Naughty Dog and let them run with it because that setting with their gameplay having werewolves run at you would be so amazing and I would play yep. the shit out of that
1: you know what I'd get a PlayStation to play the shit out of it with you too
0: yeah it'd be awesome yeah (laughs) but they're just not doing anything with naughty dog they're not utilizing them which is a shame because i know a lot of people didn't like last of us 2 i can't say anything i've not played it i've only ever watched someone else play it but from what i saw the gameplay looks basically identical to the first one which everyone loved and the story and stuff ain't that bad fair enough you come out of it thinking ellie's a prick and the bad person you actually kind of like but it's the post-apocalypse. No one's perfect. I quite like that turn of events where at the end of it, you're like, you know what? This main character that I loved, I fucking hate them now. They yeah. were wrong. And I like that idea of it that you can be doing this whole game thinking you're doing the right thing and then at the end, where the clarity comes for the character. or obviously, obviously clarity for the player as well. The player's like,
2: oh shit, actually, I think if you can do that sort of storytelling, that's amazing. I personally thought the game didn't look that bad. But, give me more. I want more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's sad that people are getting laid off without any severance pay and everything. Really sad. The fact they've been told they can't talk
0: about it as well is shit.
1: Yeah. They've got an NDA. They're not getting severance. So basically they've been fucked in both holes. That's hot. With no lube. Um, That's less hot.
0: Extra hot because of the friction. But unfortunately, that's not the end (sighs) of the layoffs.
3: Hmm there's been a lot of layoffs
0: this week so the next lot of layoffs and this is one that does piss me off because this is a game series close to my heart
2: the Dragon Age staff from Quality Assurance formed a union have all been laid off now
0: as I've said a few podcasts back when we were talking about the Immortals of Avium
2: reveal I have a very love-hate relationship with EA And I feel like their quality of game has been going downhill drastically
0: for a while now. Anthem, perfect example of that. Yeah. So the fact that quality assurance, especially considering how many people didn't like Inquisition and the way Inquisition did things, how many people didn't particularly like the fact that um, Dragon Age 2 felt unfinished and everyone was still wanting that same experience that the first one gave us, but we've not got it. The fact that they've got rid of their people who are there and know the game, know the franchise, know what the players want, and they're part of a fucking union, especially during, during the sag Afra strikes, where people are unionising to protect, like, writers and stuff like that. Where the fuck are the protectors for these people? The people who make sure that the writers get the game that they've written, get the, get the credit they deserve. No one's spoken up for these people. They've just been left out to dry, and I think
2: it's fucking disgusting. Damn, want to weigh in? The fact...
1: You see it a lot across a load of businesses where they lay off or they get rid of the departments for quality assurance. Uh, BioWare and EA are not the first people to do it. It also happened with Blizzard where they sacked the quality control team that tested the game out because they were just a group of gamers that played the expansion before it was, like, given to the public to test on their beta tests and alpha tests and stuff like that. If you get rid of all of these departments and these people... You're literally going to ruin your own franchises in your games because those are the people that are making sure that your game is going to live up to the expectation of the gamer. Yeah. It is horrific that these 13 contractors have been laid off because they formed a union. One, I feel like that is there's going to have to be some sort of lawsuit coming from it because that's an entire union that has been laid off now what happened is are there other people that aren't part of that union that were working in the same department that stayed is it just the fact that the union was piping up and by a way we like yeah fuck off we're not dealing with you
0: yeah which is that disc- shouldn't in ways you have
1: to deal with in this day and age the quality assurance team of any game developer they are the last line of defense yeah and for they're your the most,
2: game they're the most
0: important line of defense as well, because this is the thing is like everyone turns around and says, "Oh we don't need quality assurance. We've got all these people here who can test it. Now, the best thing about quality assurance is like you said, they are normally just gamers. they've got no skin they're- in the game. They don't have to sit there and convince themselves something is good if they play it and something ain't good. They can just say, "Look, no offense. this sucks." And that's on the company to fix. But by putting the company that are working on it in the game, people who are so constrained in time and finances, they'll sit there and they'll play something and they're more likely to just be like, that'll do. And that's where yeah. stuff fails. Yeah. And that's the issue. And the fact that they've unionized and they've been sacked, like you said, have they been sacked for that? Are there still people in that department who didn't unionize that have stayed? Like, we don't know unfortunately no. we 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 don't know there might be some more news about it already out that we've missed, but I, I've looked this morning and I can't see anything I don't know about you
1: i I haven't seen anything uh last night or this morning, but the fact is the QA department is basically the bug fixers they are the bug yeah. testers they are the game players that give us the they're the people that test it before it reaches our hands and our screens and our controllers and consoles. And if you're laying off these people that are doing God's fucking work, testing these games before we get them to make sure that us, the player base and us, the other end of the spectrum, the the, the consumer of the product is getting the best version of the product that they could have, they could have got. If you're laying off that department or those contractors It's obviously, they've hit back saying that your game's a pile of wank and you need to change this, that, and the other. Which, if that's the case, and they've been fired for that, fuck you, Bioware. Yeah, that's a fucking job. Yeah, you've hired them to do a job. They've told you that you're doing a shit job at developing it and you're not living up to the expectations of the consumer that you're going to be asking them to pay money for. And then you've also got the fact that the, they're there to catch anything so that we don't have a cyberpunk situation or yeah. a Warcraft situation where the game is hyped and rumoured and the player base is so excited for it. And then we get it in our hands. We pay our 40 50 60 even up to $120 for collector's edition versions of these games now. And... They're there to catch it so that we get a good experience when we when it releases, and the, we're expected to pay this money. They're trying to make sure that what the money that we're paying is worth every penny. Yeah, so but I feel like
3: the
0: issue is though is that they're pulling all this shit. Out Bioware, Bioware are playing a dangerous fucking game because at this minute in time they can't keep any of the IPs that they're known for, and the only time they try and start a new IP, shit. Knights of the Old Republic. One of the, f- one of the first IPs they did that was great. They don't own it anymore. That's gone to Sony. Baldur's Gate. One of the first IPs they worked on. They don't own it anymore. It's gone to Larian Studios. Dragon Age is failing. Anthem flopped. Can you think of anything else they've made? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mass Effect. What happened to the last Mass Effect game, Sam?
1: Uh, absolutely died in a great ball of fire. And, like... Mass Effect, you've got Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 we all loved, it was a great storyline and the fact that you could make the decisions it was like one of the first-ish games that you could make decisions to change the story and then Andromeda came out, absolutely yeah. died to death yeah, now, don't get me wrong, month.
0: I was one of the few people who liked Andromeda but I went into Andromeda knowing it wasn't I didn't go into it as a Mass Effect experience Yeah. Now, had it been
2: made as its own IP in the Mass Effect universe, maybe. But we can't ignore
0: the fact that, like, even Mass Effect Three, that didn't exactly release to fanfare. No. Oh, that got a lot of shit as well. I feel like since sort of Mass Effect Two, BioWare have been on this decline, and now I feel like Q&A are the only people, not Q&A, sorry, just QA in general, uh, are the only people that can stop them fucking being dead in the water. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't need you, do one. It it's, doesn't it's like make you,
1: sense. You look at it and you've got you've got titles like Neverwinter Nights is a Bioware product. Dead. That, died, that came out in 2002 and died very quickly after because Warcraft and Guild Wars no. were all there and they took the biscuit. There are still people playing Neverwinter when they can get onto a server. And that's what great to see that a game away. is loved by a few people, but that is a few people. Do you see people playing Anthem? No, because it's dead. It's gone. No one wants to play <laughs> that's it. That's why it's currently on
0: offer for six quid, and I still looked at it and said, that's too much money.
1: Well, people aren't going to play Anthem when they can go play other games like Titanfall 1 and 2 and have a better time yeah. and experience with it. Boulder's Gate... I don't know what the first and second one were like, but Baldur's Gate 3, because it's now with a new developer, that has gone from one one level to God tier level for video game story t- yeah. to storytelling, narration, voice which acting. You've gotta
0: sit there and think, shit, we fucked up when you've had this this you started this franchise. You've made one and two, which I'll give them it, they were good games for the time. They've not aged well, but they were good games for the time. Yeah. The fact that an indie studio, Larian Studios, which is an indie developer, have taken your franchise and made it better than you ever fucking could.
1: Yeah. You, That's got to The thing is, you have to look at it. There is a parallel universe out there where uh, Bioware kept Baldur's Gate, and they did a Baldur's Gate 3, and it was a, a Bioware title. I'm glad that we live in this universe, because Me Larian, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. Not completely. I've, I've started the game, and I think I've made my character. That's as far as I've got, because I'm so in my Warcraft hole at the moment. But I cannot wait, once my Warcraft obsession has died down, to get onto games like Baldur's Gate 3 and Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty when it finally what? downloads.
0: <laughs> I'm just mad about that joke.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I knew you were. I thought I'd get there before you. But when you look at bioware's game list knights of the old republic dead and where 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 is it where where's the next one in the list oh wait (laughs) it's on the docket somewhere uh, (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the thing is we could stick with ea for the docket and just cover all the ea topics one after the other now but all of the titles there they are dead and buried games. No one is playing Mass Effect anymore. No one is playing Dragon Age apart from the group, the the fan base that will play it for over and over and over again, playing different story progressions and stuff.
0: To be fair, there is I, nothing I, 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 as... I could play Cortar One and Two over and over again. I don't like them. <laughs> I've yeah, got them both that's both because on Switch.
1: that was at the height of BioWare. Yeah, that's true. Ever since those days. It's gone downhill. I'm, in the grand scheme of things, Andromeda, you say you like it and it's great. And I, I will believe you on that, but I've never played it.
0: But it's, Andromeda 2, from what I've heard. I bought Andromeda on
2: launch. Knowing what it is now, would I have paid, would I have paid full price for it at launch? Probably no. not. But
0: do I think if anyone has the opportunity to play it now with the price it's at now, do I think they would play and have a great time? Yes. The gameplay, outstanding. The mobility and everything, brilliant. The scanning, brilliant. The thing that lets it, down, lets it down is the storytelling, and not even so much the main story. It's a secondary story, which BioWare have always been known for, that like character development and stuff like that. That kind of isn't there. The character models are bland, the characters are boring, but the actual overarching story is quite good. The world's quite pretty. Gameplay is solid like I said won't pay full price but if you have the opportunity to go buy it now and you're in a bind I mean you're not going to be at the minute because it's quite a busy season for games but if you find yourself in a pinch and you need a new game you want something cheap to give a go I'd recommend it
1: yeah
0: I, I personally really enjoyed it but like I said you've got Phantom oh, Liberty come out you've got Baldur's Gate you've got Assassin's Creed Mirage you've got uh, Dark Tide's now come to Xbox. You've got so many other releases coming. It's yeah. just a landslide now, so you're not going to be when, when you bored look for at, a while.
1: Yeah, you look at the older games and you don't look at them anymore because there are so many good games coming out. Like, even if we go back to Elden Ring, when that came out, that was a big hit with I a lo- lot of people. Even, that people game. even people that have never played a Dark Souls game. Well, that's thing. Elden Ring it. was
0: my first proper entry into Souls-Likes. And yeah. I adored that game.
1: I had such but, a good time on that. But you, Bioware, if they're laying off the quality assurance team, who knows what their next game is going to be and how bad it's going to be because there's not that final line of defense before it gets released well, to Well, the next or...
0: game, in theory, should be Dragon Age 4 next year. Now, Dragon Age, unfortunately, is one of them where I will probably still pre-order it. <laughs> so don't worry folks if you want to, wait, want to wait for a review give me a week with it I'll come into this podcast and I'll tear it in you arsehole if I need to
1: to be fair he has been them. doing that with a lot of games
0: yes I just, I'm very I'm normally a very happy and positive person so when I can come on this podcast and hit the topics properly and talk about wrongdoings of companies and the shitty practices I enjoy doing sue me Don't actually sue me, Sony,
2: please. Or Bioware.
1: Right. I think (laughs) think it's bad that they've been laid off. The union, they need to get them back or get some sort of... If they've still got a quality assurance team, but it was just the 13 that were part of the union uh, that were laid off. Bad. Let's see what happens with lawsuits and stuff because there's sure to be a lawsuit coming in the future for them. Um, But I think we've covered it a bit... bit too much now i reckon that we go on to one of the other topics and i want to bring it up it is the fact that ea sticking with like bioware and ea games ea has lost its battle and is no longer going to be branding their football amazing football game fifa is not going to be fifa anymore Because they have uh, decided to split and not pay the 20 billion pounds or dollars, sorry, uh, to relicense it so that they can keep using the FIFA name and trademark, which I'm not a football fan. I don't like FIFA games. I've never I've never played them. I've the only one I played was like uh, FIFA Street. I, play, oh, I I played portable.
0: one of them on the PlayStation One with my dad. That was about as much FIFA as I ever yeah. played. I was more into my hockey games.
1: Yeah. But: I mean, it's a good business model, EA. moving away from that title, because they're only paying for a title of a game. Yeah, that's not to say that they're not going to re- be releasing any more FIFA games. Uh, in the future or football well, the, they've had games. to uh,
0: delist all the other FIFAs haven't they from the online stores because of licensing yeah. as well have they been relisted under EAFC with
2: their um, corresponding years or are they just gone now uh, that's the big question I've not looked I'd boot on my I'm
0: Xbox, having... but whenever I boot my Xbox up, it disconnects everything in this room from the internet for a hot second. I, don't I to do that while I'm streaming.
1: I don't think that they have. I think that it's they, they're all gone now. Jesus. I, I reckon that that is all mm. of the old FIFA games gone. Imagine um, how
2: much money people have lost there though.
1: Well every well, get, like, every every year we get is... a new game which brings in which is bringing in more than $20 billion because of the loot box pack opening thing.
0: Yeah, I know he's got that special name for it, hasn't it, where you build your own team, but I can't remember for the life of was uh,
1: I think it's like Division 1 or Race to Division 1 where you can like get packs and create your team and, and stuff like that. But oh, no.
0: I just hate it's... the new name. Yeah. Because obviously before it was FIFA, F-I-F-A. Now, EAFC if you want to put that into one word
2: it's efk efk hey hey you you want to play some efk 24
1: yeah it's the thing is it they they've been paying all this money for the licensing to FIFA to use the FIFA trademark yeah i'm sorry but the games end up in the bargain bin in any game store for 99 fucking pence a game even the most up-to-date versions like the latest years rendition of it they always end up at 99 pounds or less yeah. in a game store like when you go in you go on to ebay and you go look for it and people have just loaded it up with fifa games and they ask asking for like 250 quid for an xbox one because it's got all the fifa franchise since the 360. Yeah, those games are literally a pound each, mate. There's no way I'm paying 250 quid for an Xbox One with all of those games just because you've loaded it up with, oh, it's a console with games. No, they die a death every six months. Every six months. The only
0: benefit about the FIFA games is if you want to play any of the old ones. Maybe not now they've delisted them, obviously. Now they actually will be worth some money because you can't get them anymore. Get a normal console and just get Game Pass, and then Game Pass is paired with EA access now, so you get access to all of the game library anyway. Yeah. Problem solved. It,
1: exactly. It's it's ridiculous. I don't. I just don't understand it. But yeah, they've they've stopped licensing. They're split. They're like splitting from FIFA, and I mean they're saving money, I guess. But yeah, I mean it's. I can't really say much else than it. Yeah, congratulations on saving money. It's going to be weird to see EAFC instead yeah. of FIFA in the stores and bundles and stuff. Hashtag big up EFK. No. E- EFK for life. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is.
0: Hashtag Farmville. Um, <laughs> Has- <laughs> well, so well, we might as well then, now we're doing this, we might as well stick with EA. So going on from one kit, one company losing. To another EA company, very much winning. Something near and dear to my heart, as much as Sam knows, I cream the fuck for these games. Cameron Monaghan
2: has confirmed Jedi 3 is coming. As am I.
1: The only question I have is Will Cal have a poncho? poncho. I hope so. the, he's had it. He had
0: it in both games. He's got to have it in this one as well.
1: Yeah. To be fair, it's, to be fair, I think it's going to be a massive running joke that they are going to make it the most difficult thing to acquire in the game to get the poncho. <laughs> but then you will have the poncho. It's like at level one. It's like when you in the first Jedi game when you're facing off against the turtle, uh, the the frog Bogdaw, thing. Bogdaw, yeah, yeah. You face off against that at yeah, the very beginning of the poncho. game it's going to be like Ogdo Bogdo Junior or Senior or something
0: that's what number two was number two was the spawn of Ogdo Bogdo one of the hardest boss fights in the game to unlock a poncho yeah the poncho like fucking, it was so funny but honestly I'm so happy I love Cameron Monaghan as an actor he's amazing EA as much as we've just slagged them off this is respawn and respawn to me they are yet to do anything really terrible so I'm, I'm i'm optimistic for this again because obviously they've done so well with the first two they've not let us down cameron monaghan has a lot to do with these games in terms of the development he talks to them because he's a big star wars fan as we saw from the production of the last game Um, Mark Hamill had some stuff to do with the last game as well, and he also did some advertising for it. So for me to hear that a third one's coming, considering, like, um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, I started my Twitch channel on Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Survivor was a big fucking chapter for this channel, a big anchor point for the channel as a whole. It was the first full series I did. It was the first full series I started my YouTube on, was Jedi Survivor um So now there's that there as well. So like, basically, what we're saying is, when Jedi Three comes out, I'll start kick streaming.
1: No, 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 no. I'll, no, I'll, no, no, no. I'll
0: stream it on TikTok. Um,
1: and it on TikTok. anything but Kick. My because... TikTok
0: career started with Jedi Three.
1: Yeah, do it. Do it on TikTok. Um, we we'll do it on Facebook. I would. I would swear anyone away from Kick. Streaming. I'm just saying this now after recent events, which we didn't add to the docket, but I could have. Uh, yeah. Well, Adam. Well, Adam.
0: We'll, we'll for next week, you can get all yeah. your stuff together and you can fill me in because I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Jedi, Jedi Three, gonna be great. I haven't played the latest one yet, but that's because I'm waiting to get a new gen console to play it on there. i for a um, But I will. But I will be playing it, and I cannot wait to. Uh, to to try out the new sort of like dual lightsabers and lightsaber and pistol combat and and all that. Um, But yeah, and to be fair, I'm kind of hoping that Cameron Monaghan comes out and says, oh, we're doing a TV show because Ahsoka's been such a big hit with all of the story behind it. There was
0: that rumour, wasn't there, that there was a hint to him in Kenobi. With the path. And then apparently there's been some hint to him in the season finale of Ahsoka somewhere as well. I've, I've not watched the season finale yet, so I don't know. Neither have I. Uh, but I've heard, I read something somewhere, I didn't click on it because I didn't want spoilers, but I'm sure someone said there's some hint to Cameron's character in Ahsoka as well, which is interesting, considering how many years after the events of the Jedi games the Ahsoka story is taking place in. Makes yeah. you wonder, is there room for Cal Kestis in the wider universe? And if so, that'd be good. I want to see more, but at the same time, that also means if this trilogy is a trilogy and it ends with the third game, and then we know he's in the wider universe in you know, like the a bits, we know he can't die in the game. And to me, that kind of removes any
1: sort of danger. I hope that it, it's an announcement after Jedi after 3 comes out so that you know where the story's going, yeah. And that basically, it's a, a game adaptation, it takes yeah. Jedi Fallen Order. Um, because he'd be t- he'd be too old for the Ahsoka
0: three. universe for Cameron Monaghan to yeah. actually play him. That's the issue.
1: Yeah. So I reckon, I yeah, do you it. Do you know who would play a good old Calkestis
2: though? Do you know? Nathan <laughs> do you
0: know that Scottish dude? He played um, Van Gogh in Doctor Who. Yes. Yes. He'd
1: yes, be yes, a yes, fucking yes, yes,
0: sick old
1: Calkestis. He would.
0: He would Maybe look they amazing.
1: could do, do, do some like time skips and stuff, sort of like, this is the past that we're watching, but then we see a present-day Cal Kestis.
0: To be fair, we have seen a Clone Wars Anakin in the Ahsoka show, while as for anyone who's exactly. not watched that, but that episode's been out like three, four weeks now. So. Plus, um, it's
1: all over TikTok and all, YouTube yeah, shorts and if, stuff. So. If you've not had if it spoiled
0: by now, you deserve to have it spoiled here.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, so he's shown that time isn't as linear as we were led to believe so there is possibilities but i would personally like to see him do make an appearance sort of in the same universe as like say andor because obviously andor finished and there's still a, a decent time space between the end of andor which can i say for anyone who doesn't know andor was filmed about 100 meters that way from my house i have taken sam to the site where it was filmed he has seen
1: it he can confirm that was a very nice little walk that we went on, and just like a time to sit by, sit on the wall at the location that it was filmed. It was very nice. And thank you very much for taking me there You're on welcome. my visit. We will have to go there really again. Cool. It, it did. And we will have to go there again next time with a bottle of busy pop or something stronger. Hell yeah. And just, just listen to the waves like we did before. That was a fuck, beautiful fuck time. fuck on the seafront. You know what? That asshole's going to be red <laughs> raw by the time I'm done with it. i was going to say mine or yours. <laughs> yours. But yeah, so uh, but- um, <laughs> I
0: reckon around the Andor timeline, it'd be a good thing to see him sort of like cross paths at least. Yeah. Because he's got such a cool team of his own. Like it'd be nice to see a live-action Night Sister who isn't a
1: bitch. What well, about the Night Sister? That's the one that you've got the crush on, is it? Merin, yes. Yeah.
0: But if you make me choose between Merrin and Panam, I'm going Pan Am all the way Pan Am every any day.
1: Every day. It that makes, first it, scene where you're like, go meet Pan Am to do this job, and you just see dad ass hanging ma- out the hood of a fucking car. It makes me so
0: sad playing my current personal playthrough because I'm, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm, I'm streaming Phantom Liberty um, on my normal streams, but I'm also playing my own personal playthrough of going back through the main story for the 2.0.01 update. Um, sort of see all the changes because I've changed some dialogue as well, see how that affects it. And it is it is fun. But the sad thing is I've decided to play as a female V because I've never really played as a female V before and I'm on console so I can't mod it. So it's sad looking at Pan Am knowing.
1: You can't do the I sexy types.
0: romance Pan Am. Judy's cool, don't get me wrong, love Judy. But to me, because Judy's gay, like that's why it's a female character thing, being a male V, there was never any romance there. So for me, I've always seen Judy as more like a sort of like a sister, s- like a sister character to V, more than anything. Uh, yeah. So now I've got to go like rearrange her guts, and it's weird, sweet home Alabama. But you know,
1: uh... <laughs> sorry, children.
0: Yes, the Jedi survivors on its
1: way. <laughs> yeah. Which I... also gives us a very nice transition to. Another Star Wars
2: game. Uh, is that on the docket? KOTOR.
3: Oh,
1: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> fucking idiot.
0: So, yeah, so going back to uh, now to so the Old Republic, KOTOR got delisted from the... Um, its trailer got delisted a while back, and obviously it's not on the stores and stuff yet. It's had development hell. Sony have come out and said that it is due to expired music licenses on the trailer, and that's why it was delisted. Do we think that's bullshit or do we yes. think that's genuine?
1: It, it, it's complete bullshit. They are just so behind with it, probably forgotten about it, or the team has been reduced to a pile of like five people trying to do it. And it's, it, it's too much for those five people. It's not, that's just the cop-out answer. Oh yeah, we're not going to do it. it they're going to, if they, if it isn't that, and it is genuinely uh, music licences, We'll get another trailer in the future, which is the same stuff, just with different music, or the same music, just relisted, to try and increase the hype again.
2: Yeah.
1: It's the, it's the only thing that, they, that they're, they're going to do. It's, it's PlayStation at the end of the day. And Sony.
0: Oh, Sony, here's an idea. Release your
2: fucking game, and you won't have an issue with licenses expiring. Like... It's no fucking rocket science. It's KOTOR. It's an old ass game. There's not much there to struggle with. The story's written for you. The characters are written for you.
1: The thing is, with KOTOR, it would have been better if it went to a different company. Yes. Like, it wasn't Sony that were doing the... I wouldn't say go to the people that did The Last of Us port. (laughs) But give it to another company that can that have actually delivered on good remastered games well the thing is let them you, can, you,
0: you can use blasters in KOTOR fucking give it to Naughty Dog they seem like they need work you know what I mean <laughs> maybe them maybe them 30 people could have kept the fucking job if you'd given them KOTOR God knows. Don't give them to air though, because you've got no quality assurance there anymore. (laughs) Don't give them back to the people who own it. God fucking help them. Oh, what a disaster. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, Kotor. I reckon that it's been cancelled because they're trying to cut back because they've spent a lot of money on it that it's only halfway done. So, I mean... We may see it come back if it is licensed the music licensing, but in the grand scheme of things, I reckon that KOTOR Remaster is dead, dead, guys, and I'm really... I'm sorry to say that because I enjoyed KOTOR as a game. I've got it on PC, and I had been tempted to reinstall it and play it again recently, um, but because of how old it is and the age and everything, it, it a remaster would have been perfect for those people that want to live in nostalgia tip at like you time. know
0: you know what they should do, in theory? If they want to do KOTOR, but it's not working with Sony, wait until Jedi 3's out and then give it to fucking Respawn.
1: That would <laughs> actually be really they, good. They, they've
0: shown that they know what to do with the Star Wars IP.
1: Plus, it, plus Respawn are a completely separate entity to EA, aren't they? They're, they're kind of owned by... They're subsidiary, a completely yeah. different. Yeah, so it would be a good idea to give... A Star Wars game to the people that are making the most up to date Star Wars games yeah. that have done an actual really good job of it.
0: Like it says a lot where Bar DeFalone, who makes like Ahsoka and like Clone Wars and all that sort of shit that all encapsulates into one. He's been there since Lucas was there. So I don't count yeah. him as modern Star Wars. He is old Star Wars hanging on to the old ways and giving us something we want. New Star Wars is Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. They're shit. So the fact that out of modern Star Wars, the most loved thing is Respawn's projects. A character that isn't even live action, but everyone wants to see him in the live action because he's so much better than anything Kathleen
2: Kennedy can put out there. Just give the game to fucking Respawn. They know what to do with Star Wars. They are brilliant. Yep. Make Cameron Monaghan every character. Every single one. It would be brilliant.
1: It really would. I yeah. hope that it is just music and we do get it. But if not, then just hand the reins over to respawn once three's out. And yeah. give, us, give us the game that we've all treasured and wanted to be remastered. And yeah. from there, we give it, to, give it to the people that are actually doing stuff correctly.
2: Well, this is the thing, I wasn't bothered
0: about Kortar, the remaster of Kortar initially, because I didn't have a PlayStation. Now I've got fucking skin in the game, and I want it to release.
1: Well, that's the thing, it's it's like... uh, To be fair, Sony like to cancel stuff at the moment.
2: Yeah. Like, a dozen developers cancelled them.
1: Yeah, but it's also... um, There was an upcoming Spider-Man movie that has been quietly cancelled by Sony.
0: Oh, I heard about that, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, it was going to be a cool project which follows uh, the... It's not the Venom people, but it was going to be based off of uh, comic books. Maubian. Like a completely It's uh, mob no. it's
0: mobbing time.
1: <laughs> but um. it it was it's been cancelled quietly, like no big releases or anything or big articles. So in my opinion, it's done. And if it's if Sony are cancelling that project, which is a movie or a TV show, whatever they're doing, and now they've they've said, "Oh yeah, it's not cancelled, guys, it's licensing," I reckon that it has been cancelled.
0: And they're just trying but, to find the way to tell us without them yeah, getting they, it.
1: Yeah, they're going to turn around and they'll tur- they'll use the excuse. Well, we tried speaking to the people that were that licensed the music and everything, and they have. Uh, rejected our plea to renew the license because we weren't living up to what we were paying them for, for licensing. Um, so we're not going to be actually doing this game anymore.
2: Yeah, it's... Um... These cats seem to win recently, Sony? No.
1: They've
0: got the layoffs, they've got the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal, which is thrown back in the face. They've got the ports and... which are issues. They've got the knockback from fans about the Last of Us 2 remake because it's needed. It's like they're just... Every move they make seems to be a step in the wrong direction. And the only thing keeping people going is the fact that Spider-Man 2 is right around the corner.
2: Which I forgot about and I'm really excited for. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just... Uh just seems to be one thing after the other for these people recently, and I, I feel sorry for them in a way, but yeah. they're doing it to themselves. Um. Now, we but were going to do an update on Unity, but all we really have to say is all the devs are moving over
0: to another engine that's kind of the same, and we've got a lot yeah. to cover, so I think we skip that one. I don't know
1: about you, mate. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, we still got to wait for, uh, I'm pretty sure, a bit more information to come out because they've yeah. re- changed it and devs have said that we're going. We could probably do a, a segment next podcast. Which yeah, we'll, we'll would, save that one for uh, next contain, time. Like, actual titles and the uh, developers as opposed to just going, yeah, devs are moving away from it. Let's, we'll, let's, we'll revisit yeah. that
0: next time when we've got a bit more news to share. So the next thing then is everyone's favorite game is officially dead marvel's avengers made by crystal dynamic i know we'll pass some tissues out minute for all you people mourning its loss i know it was a beloved game to many and everyone wanted to platinum it and everyone wanted wish they'd pre-ordered the extra special deluxe editions of it because who doesn't want to play a shit game that everyone hated that caused the remod like a complete remodel of the peter parker model in the spider-man ps4 game that everyone then subsequently
2: hated as well Well, hey! You go, Sony! (laughs) Again!
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. To be fair, the game was a massive flop. Yeah, and the game isn't
0: Sony. It's just the fucking remodel of Peter. Yeah. Yeah, The the game was shit. It it had so much potential, though. That was a sad thing.
1: Yeah, the fact is, this was a this was going to be the first Marvel Avengers game, not a Marvel game in general, which we've had with many of them with like um, Midnight Suns and stuff like that. But this was going to be a actual Marvel Avengers that you could play the characters from the original Marvel movie, and it was going to be fun yeah. and exciting and everything. And it gave you people and... like
0: Miss Marvel, who we'd not yet seen in the MCU, and you could people could learn more about her and her backstory, which was great because like. The story itself wasn't great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like them opening scenes with her, when it shows a lot about her Muslim heritage and like her dad's strong beliefs to it and how they conflict with his opinions of his daughter being a soup and stuff like that. They did that really well. That was actually one of the more positive factors of the the game. It's just a shame that the the, rest didn't live to that standard.
1: Yeah, there was good story points with it, but I reckon that... Yeah, I mean, it was the, the nail in the coffin was actually the, just the gameplay mechanics. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you make a game a...
0: where Hulk and Black Widow handle the same...
1: Yeah. It's yeah. like you've got a really strong character and then someone that doesn't have a superpower that is literally just a, the world class spy. Yeah. Like, I and... get
3: that
0: a lot of what they did in terms of each character basically handling exactly the same... They did it purely for the sake of accessibility options, and that's fine, but I feel like they should have fleshed out the multiplayer mechanic more, given each character individual kind of build styles and play styles, and let people build them how they want to build them and give well, people a unique you kind experience. Of had
1: that. They, I don't know if it was the same developers, but you kind of had that with the Guardians of the Galaxy game. That was a all of the characters, company, I think. Well... You compare the two. They're from the same universe, basically. Both... I'll
2: tell you uh, in a sec. I've got, the, I've got the game box above me.
0: Was It was Square Enix still, but it wasn't Crystal Dynamics. It was Adios
1: Montreal. Montreal, even. Well, Good game. Well, at the end of the day, you've got two people. Crystal Dynamics didn't know what they were doing. They got handed a really good title, which could have been good, and they didn't know what to do with it. Whereas the Guardians of the Galaxy game completely flipped it where it wasn't you've got hulk as you said hulk and black widow on the same power level as each other it would it it doesn't come into no whereas you've got peter quill and rocket and everyone they all felt like unique characters that all had their strengths which is weird because
0: they're all like especially in the guardians i feel like a lot more of them tend to be around the same power level as one another But they managed to still make them feel like a unique experience. Whereas, like we said, with Avengers, you've got people who are polar opposites, like a stealth-based spy who's elegant and supposed to be sexy and very slim-figured. That's just how she's designed. Handles the same way as a dude who's basically a walking nuclear tank. Yes. Doesn't make sense. No. But Guardians is still one I'm yet to play, you know. I've had it for ages, but I've not played it yet. I've
1: watched a lot. I've just
0: I've seen on the box it says it comes with a free PS5 upgrade, so I might have to
2: uh, boot up the old uh, Wi-Fi router, give it a spin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we've covered it too much. So there's not much to say about it. It's yeah. dead. Good night, Marvel Avengers. Yeah.
0: So from the death of one game to the death of another, back to back funerals, ladies and gentlemen. They just kind of dropped CS Counter-Strike Two and just deleted CS:GO. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about?
1: We, I reckon it's because CSGO was meant to be a filler game between Counter-Strike, Counter-Strike 1 and 1 Counter-Strike 2. 2. And then it was so beloved that they wanted to just push everyone over to Counter-Strike 2 because they've spent so so long developing it. Yeah.
2: It
0: feels um, almost a bit like what they did with Overwatch, where they've done it,
1: Yeah. in a
0: sense, which... Isn't a bad thing if done right. Now, I have played CSGO. Not enough to really know much about it. I've not tried um, Counter-Strike 2. I know Maze, one of our community members, has. He's liking it, so I'm assuming they've done it well.
1: The thing, but I the don't thing know. with it with CSGO <laughs> is CSGO shut their servers down. Now, a lot of people spent a lot of money on the skins and stuff. Yeah. And from my knowledge, speaking to a work colleague that has played it, the, screen, the skins and stuff didn't transition over to CS2. Which is really weird considering... See, the I'd, amount of money. Heard,
2: I'd heard something
0: different. I'd heard that the skins did, but your ability to purchase them again didn't, which has made the value of all them old skins go sky high. Now, I don't yes. know if maybe what your colleagues said and then what I've said have happened at different points in the timeline and they've fixed the niche.
1: I think it, it may have been like stickers and stuff, like scratches for your your guns and stuff. Yeah. But he, I won't mention any names, nah, of definitely. my work colleague. But he had a very, he had a just a general general scratch that was like fifteen quid. He's then able to sell it. Of course, he had a couple of them. He was then able to sell it since CSGO has now gone offline, for. Over a £1,000. Jesus. Which, because it's also on the Steam store, it goes into your Steam wallet, which yeah. means that everyone, the mm. only way of you getting any money out of it is to get the game and sell your skin, get it in your wallet, and then just buy Steam decks and then sell your Steam decks secondhand.
2: Not a
0: bad shout. Still oh, brand new is inbox. this a friend that you said you're going to buy a Steam deck off? Is it this one? Yep. Yeah. That explains it. I knew you'd told me about the selling stuff before. That was who I was thinking of when I said that someone had told me. It was obviously you. And I remember you saying about getting a Steam Deck off a of map. I never pieced the two together. That makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah. It's the fact that stuff hasn't transitioned across to CS2 and the yeah. fact that Global Offensive has literally just been straight up unlisted, removed from the store, servers have been shut off. And I'm sorry, but... You can't just go and do that straight away. You've got to give people a grace period and give people the chance to move stuff over if they've got stuff. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, I'm sorry, but Valve's going to be open to a lot of lawsuits now because people have spent thousands upon tens of thousands of pounds but on skins.
0: That's on them, but that's on that person. To be fair, you know what you're doing when you buy it. It's a bit like when you buy um, these decks of players in FIFA or. Yeah, ifk, as it's called now you know for a fact the minute that next game comes out everything you've paid money on is fucking worthless
1: yes but in in fifa's uh defense when you buy that stuff and the new game comes out yes it's a shitter because you've lost all of your packs and they're all the you game can still right. access but you can still access them. CS:GO, you can't even access the game that these skins are for. But you can't access it anymore because
0: a... they've not renewed the license. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Technically, no. But with like CS:GO, you've bought all of this stuff, and in an instant, like there was no announcement that there, it was going to be shut off. It was just it's all here. CS2, and then a week or two later, CS:GO offline.
0: Well, if it is any consolation to anyone here who has been affected by the CSGO stuff, at least you know if you buy anything in CSGO, uh, it's Counter-Strike 2, you're going to be safe because Valve don't make a third of anything. So, you know this right. is it
1: now. Still too soon.
0: <laughs> I get it, too soon, because it can't be three soon. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so Counter-Strike's dead as well, as is a lot of people's souls and bank accounts.
2: What isn't dead yeah. though? He's mining Sam's bassy as fuck headphones because a new music station
0: has been added to Cyberpunk and it's fucking sick.
1: <laughs> Honestly, nah. we were in a VC yesterday and Sean was like, "Oh yeah, so uh, Idris Elba's songs have been added uh, yeah. and released now." He so we gave an EP, them a yeah. They are great. Recommend they were on amazing. So if you, yeah, if you haven't heard them. Go over to U- uh, Spotify, YouTube, whatever platform you prefer. Just search Idris Elba Cyberpunk it's, Music. Um,
0: it's a new EP called The Phantom Chronicles. It's got Chokehold, a second one I'm not remembering, and the third one's called Walk of Shame. Chokehold is the best.
1: Chokehold, honestly, was it but, blew my it, it blew my cock off.
0: It was it was fantastic. But on top of Idris releasing music in the DLC, we got. 89 points I can't remember if that's 0. one or point seven. but uh, Growl FM which for anyone who is unaware of why this is such a significant thing for the game upon the announcement of Phantom Liberty coming just like I did when I heard Growl by Idris Elba not Growl by Idris Elba freaking, uh, what's it called okay. Chokehold by Idris Elba um, they put out a competition for musicians competition to enter competition you put their own music in and they would choose a handful of winners and their songs would be put onto the radio station growl fm which is hosted by the one the only porn star number one star sasha gray what a combo you get this radio station now hosted by sasha gray with a good 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 list of tunes the whole um the whole bleeding radio station sorry i was struggling on the word then has been put on spotify as a playlist Uh, it'd probably be on Apple as well because I'm pretty sure it was actually put on by the Cyberpunk people you can go find it it's a really great um, selection of songs very different to a lot of the stuff we've looked through some of them are just generic songs some of them are very much Cyberpunk specific but I really like the radio station and I feel like these people having come and put their own music in and the fact that CDPR have given something back by doing the same. You people are with fans of the game, how would you like to see your music in it? That's so cool.
1: It's it's the fact that Idris Elba's uh, song "Chokehold" has already, considering it only came out what yesterday or day before. Yeah, has nearly quarter of a million listens on Spotify. Quarter alone. of
3: a
0: million. Is that mostly quarter us? Because that was on eighty thousand last time I went on that
1: yesterday. Uh, As of now, it's just, so it's 220,980 plays in the last couple of days. Well, like I said, it was 80,000
0: yesterday when we listened to it. I know you and Claude listened to it about 40 times on your own after I dipped. Yeah, and then
1: (laughs) Growl FM, a lot of those are 30,000 listens going all the way up to 100,000 listens for Afterlife. Afterlife
0: is a very good one, to be fair.
1: It is very good. Closely followed by Let It Go As You Wonder, which I believe was like the Metal that's Anime sounding one.
0: A, let It Go. I'm going to assume it is because that's the one that's, in, that's not on here. So I'm assuming it's the one that's in complete Japanese. I, my personal favorites yeah. were Candy Shell by Spirit Machines and uh, LTMPO by Skin on Flesh.
1: I liked flu- uh, Fumes.
0: I like
2: Fumes. Lug Fumes.
1: Oh, no, sorry, Fumes. It, it was fumes. kind of like Bring fumes. Me the Horizon-esque, uh, yeah. yeah. like their new stuff, which I, I'm i a huge fan, if anyone yeah. knows me. Bring Me is probably my favourite band of all time. Yes, but th- th- honestly, there's something on
0: there for just about everyone. Like, there was a really good one, I can't remember which one it is on this list, uh, but it's pure... You might be lit by Entelim. It's uh, a complete instrumental piece, and it's so different from the others, but it's... Honestly,
2: if you like music,
0: I'd go on and check it out, because like I said, there's a bit for everyone there, and if you are playing the game, obviously FM is on your radio list in your cards. But on top of that, just the general release of Phantom Liberty is outstanding. Sam, how was your hands-on experience with Phantom Liberty so
2: far?
1: I mean, I downloaded the game, I I downloaded the uh, DLC, I went to start a new playthrough and I crashed multiple times on the first loading screen. So I've had to go through the treacherous time of reinstalling it completely. Which, it's getting there, but my internet in the house is dog shit. However, the TikToks of Yorkies that I've seen, they are phenomenal. The game looks incredible with great storytelling, Idris Elba's character in it is just remarkable, definitely lives up to the same standard as Johnny, a.k.a. uh, Mr. Keanu Reeves. Um, The story, there have been a few spoilers for me, but I don't think it's going to affect my gameplay, like I may already know what ending or multiple endings there are. spoilers
0: that you've seen, I've seen as well. And... From what we can gather from them, I think we can both tell that that's just going to be one outcome of many choices you can make. Yeah, so It's not too bad, because you don't know how you're going to get there. You don't no. know if you're even going to get there. You might end up somewhere else. You know it's a possibility, but then yeah. again, there's always a possibility. It's like playing the main game. You always knew there's a possibility V's going to die. That's,
1: that's the you thing. Just, you it's don't like, know how. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. You look at it all and playing cyberpunk i will be playing the game with no tutorials on how to do specific endings i will be playing a fully unassisted playthrough of it from start to finish both with the game with the 2.0 which i'm very excited to try the different builds because that is one of the biggest things since 2.0 has come out is the new build, the biggest yeah. thing is the new build opportunities that you can do like for me when i'm going to be playing it I will be doing a Netrunner build following in the path of Lucy from the, the Edge Runners anime. And now with the changes, there is that that you can do. Um, and the fact that they've changed all the game, it's not so overbearing with loot and everything. They've kind of made it more of a structured game. So yeah. I can't wait to play it. They've but dropped, they've dropped the just... loot
0: rate, but they've upped the value of the loot, which is such a better decision in my opinion.
1: Yeah. But I can't wait to play it. I have st- I've stuck away from watching all Yorkie's spoilers and watching his entire streams. I've been lurking in his chat, which for those of you that are here but weren't there, you should totally go there whenever you see Yorkie go live. Go check him out, whether it be Cyberpunk or any other game. He is a very good person. And if you want to use those redemptions, and scare the shit out of him and make him a very good clip that you can upload on the other socials to make himself get out there more. Just and more.
0: not now because it's not active because we're podcasting.
1: Yes, not now. If you do it now, you will be yeetus deletus. Well, no, it just walk them through and they'll be out points. But
0: yeah, no, it's. <laughs> it, I mean, I, I don't know why he's bigging me up so much. Do I owe you money?
1: I can't remember. No, I no, you don't do owe, you owe me, me money. money. I just. I, I just appreciate you co-host Yuki Bother.
0: He's lying. He wants a blow.
1: Um. <clears throat> I mean, I'm very lonely. I'm single. I'm lonely, and I would rather like a blowjob job right now.
0: Just cut a hole in your mattress.
1: Nah, bro. The the, the strings. I'll, I'll like impale my dick like Gen uh, Gen V. It would go badly.
0: Jumanji. Um, oh, Gen, Z, Gen V by the way if you've not watched it do it it's fucking brilliant now streaming if you, if, you would right. like
1: to, if you would like to watch it we will be performing uh, movie nights in the discord channel of Yorkie Bother on Sunday Sundays, nights
0: so starting tonight tonight well we're watching <laughs> Fighting With My Family the Nick Frost movie about the origins of Paige in WWE
1: it's gonna be good it will be so if you if you fancy some chill out time on a Sunday come Join by Discord, uh, chill with us um but no cyberpunk really good i am excited to play it but i haven't had any hands-on approach but from what i've seen of your content yorky it looks phenomenal it is amazing Lives up to if not goes above and beyond what the original game had
0: well from what i've heard the people who worked on phantom liberty they are some of the people who worked on the main game itself but for the most part it is also very much a new team that's been built specifically to do the dlc because i've had so many. T- turnover so much turnover of staff with all the issues post game and all the hate that they got um and it's they've already said that cyberpunk 2 which is happening it's the people who led the dlc that are going to be the main focus on cyberpunk 2 which is good because they throw so many things in the dlc which they've not done like car combat should have been in from the start i know they planned it from the start but it was never there. Stuff like the fact that there's CCTV missions where you're sat in a CCTV camera using your hacks to assist. The gameplay mechanic which, considering everything they throw at you in the main game, quite a surprise it's not been there in the base game. Yeah. There's elements of that there. Silent Snipers! I don't know if there's Silent Snipers in the base game I never use Snipers, but that Silent Sniper I've got's fucking sexy um there's just there's so many different things the transmog system seems a bit more flushed out and a bit works a bit better now because before there were issues with it not actually picking stuff up and putting it in your wardrobe it was just like you bought it or picked up you might have it you might not see with the wind texture but all everything just seems to work cohesively with each other now this oh, the odd yeah. bug still don't get me wrong a game of this scale is always going to have bugs and especially in a unique engine specifically for this game even more so but the good thing is, is that before Phantom Liberty released, Cyberpunk sent it to their Q- QA team, something that BioWare can't do. Um, but moving on from one team that does, doesn't have QA to another team that doesn't have QA, because it's not a team. It's one man. <laughs> it's one man. I can't man. wait for this. Stardew so, Valley. Who yes. thought we'd hear about that again? Sam, would you like to take the lead on this one? Because I know you love your Stardew.
1: Yeah, so I'm a massive fan of Stardew. I've probably played about five hundred plus hours, if not more, uh between both PC and Switch. We thought that the game was dead and all we were gonna be doing is getting uh extra content for mobile sort of like stabilization and stuff like that, maybe a few bug bug changes and stuff like that. But Mr. Concerned 8 came out of the woodwork and was like, yeah you're gonna get a one point six content update which is going to be adding a hell of a lot of stuff so the but major I've key got, points will yeah, I've be, got the
0: list here so I'll put the major key
1: points will be a major new festival yeah yeah and two new mini festivals which is amazing you've got late game content content which uh will expand each skill area which is great because once you've completed sort of like um the Island and all of that all you're doing is making money to break the game, really. Um, new items, jojo alternatives to some of the end game quests, which I think will be really good. over a hundred lines of new dialogue, which is incredible. That's probably going to be the festival style stuff probably um new winter outfits for villagers. It's great to see some love going towards the villagers again. Uh, new types of rewards for completing buildboard requests, which is something that I feel is gonna be really good. It uh billboards they got a bit of stale, which you weren't getting. Yeah, they were really a bit of stuff.
0: a really repetitive gameplay loop in the end, wasn't it?
1: But two of the uh, two or three of the really big things is PC support is now going to support eight player multiplayer. That's farms, be sick. Which is also in conjunction with a new farm type which i hope is going to be a mega farm yeah like an expanded map. version
0: of the four corners kind of deal
1: yeah it would so that sense, you can yeah. have enough space for the eight players which i know that there's a lot of people out there that will be doing that and if there's anyone that watches the podcast or listens to it hit me up if you would like and be interested in doing that I think it'll be a lot of fun to have a load of us playing at the same time, just well, going no, mad the, and...
0: The PC can run Stardew, and I'm pretty sure the laptop downstairs will be able to run it too, so you know for that, me and will be either.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, you've got a new farm type, which, again, as I said, hopefully it's going to be a massive farm that will accommodate the eight players because all the others are quite small for eight players. Um, and then you've got new secrets, which is something new. I really like the secrets in them because you wouldn't expect them. Like, it's an owl flying over your farm. I don't know what or... they are, because the secret.
0: Shut up. I've not played the game enough to know.
1: <laughs> I've never to even fair, reached Ginger it's... Island. So. To be fair, the owl flying over isn't, like, a secret that you it's unlock. It's it is just it? a rare event that happens. But, yeah, I mean, there's still no release date for it. But, and there may be more stuff added to it which I cannot wait. It's going to be good, and as I said, if there's anyone that would like to try a eight-player multiplayer farm, I would very much be interested in doing that. It is PC only, so if you're playing on, I believe, Steam Deck um it should work, I believe, on Asus Steam Deck, ROG and it? stuff, because it's all through the uh, Steam client, it will be fine, but if you're playing on console uh, or Switch or anything, unfortunately you will not be able to join us at this present moment in time. But I think it's going to be great, and the fact that we're getting this before Haunted Chocolatier comes out is great.
0: Haunted Chocolatier is what I'm excited for. That and that Witchbrook, we don't hear much about Witchbrook recently.
1: No, which I'm really annoyed at. Well, to be fair, there's two games. There's Witchbrook, and then there's like Vampire Animal Crossing, which I know Huffle knows a lot about. I know
0: Witchbrook, it's still Chucklefish, isn't it? But it's not Concerned Ape, that one, is it? That's a different dev. It just looks very reminiscent. Art design. But well, that's what we'll, I'm looking for. While you do some yeah. research into that, we'll move on to the next topic, which is the fact that this is how we came to the point of me and Sam deciding we are going to host movie nights in, our, in the Discord. Because we watched an yes. anime together whilst we worked. And spooned. We watched the live-action adaption of
2: One Piece. What an amazing show that was.
1: <laughs> now... I didn't watch One Piece, the anime. I was watching clips on TikTok, and then it kind of inspired me to watch the anime fully to understand the story bits. Yeah. The only thing that I will have to say is the One Piece adaptation that they've just released on Netflix. One, if you want to understand One Piece, go watch it. It is the best ever... um, live adaptation of an anime yeah. that there has ever been the story lives up to so many of the same quirks that one piece has the characters and the actors playing said characters like luffy perfect casting choice 100 luffy. amazing um same with uh nami <laughs> and nami is Usopp awesome. and zoro And Sanji, all of the main characters from the anime, they are freaking insane, and the casting choice is just incredible. Season one is out, we watched it, and it was a lot of fun. Um,
0: It's it's one of those, like, there are some bits of it that are really cheesy and probably translate the best to live action, but... Rather than try and be serious, like a lot of these adaptions seem to fall into that trap, is to try and be serious, and then when the cheesiness happens, it highlights even more the cheesiness. Whereas this one, it likes to lean into that cheesiness. So even when you get something like certain, like you'll know what I mean, Sam, so when I say the cat costumes, you'll know what I mean. Yes. I'm not going to say yep. any more than that, cause it's a spoiler. They do not translate well to live action at all. But... Because the show embraces how silly it is so well, it still works. And that is where a lot of places fail.
1: Yeah. But as you can see on the screen now, there is uh, Arlong, which is the main villain there is of again. the first yeah. couple of arcs. He is played, and just the look of him is incredible and very close to what the anime had. And then you've also got the moves and stuff that... Uh, that luffy can do for those of you that don't know he's basically Mr. Rubber.
0: fantastic
1: yeah he's made of rubber as you can see there he, he he's stretchy and can manipulate his body and when he first did his first gum gum attack it was incredible so if you if you are intrigued to watch it i would highly recommend it season yeah. two is on the horizon with being announced and currently in the works yeah, yeah i, I would go watch it. If, it if you're just looking for something to watch it's great it's what it's one of them shows
0: where it's very rare that one just comes out of the woodwork that you've never really seen before and you have no faults with it but this is genuinely one of them i had no interest in it i've never watched the anime i don't particularly care for one piece at all it's never really appealed to me but then the show came out out of nowhere I'd not really been following it, so I didn't know it was coming. Next thing you know, it's there. I got told by a couple of people, who give it a go? Warning, there's clowns in it. I was like, that's fine. Check the clown out. He's more pirate than clown, in my opinion. So as much as I'm uncomfortable with him, I can deal with it. And I went and watched it, and honestly, it was a pure delight to watch. It didn't feel like a
1: chore at any scene. I think with it, you compare it to other adaptations that have come from anime to live action, like the Death Note, uh, anime and I'm sorry, but the death note anime, the live adaptation that they did was a Western made heap of garbage. Whereas this sticks to the plot points and everything. I know from behind the scenes, the actor that plays Luffy spent a lot of time getting to know, learning Luffy from the voice actor, from the anime. I can't remember if that was, was it the Japanese actor for Luffy. Was
0: it the voice actor for Luffy or was it the manga creator themselves that turned around and said to him that he is Luffy? I, don't know, I think you told us. Uh, so, so
1: it's both. So it's both. So the anime uh, creator was like, yeah, he's Luffy. But then the actor that plays in the uh, live action met up with the voice actor, I believe the English voice actor, but I may be completely wrong. Um, no, it was actually the Japanese like subbed version. Met up with them to learn Luffy better with all of the quirks and the yeah. way that Luffy is and I think that definitely helped with it. Um but it is one hundred percent worth a watch. Even if you don't like anime or whatever, it is good as just a off the off the cuff, really good watch. Um and yeah, we, we watched it, and I think everything's just perfect in it, from the graphical style to the character development and how and they're portrayed.
0: It's very rare you get an adaption that's so perfect like this. Like, obviously, Cowboy Bebop, for better or for worse, did a brilliant live-action adaption. The only issue is that did not translate well to live-action.
1: Well, a lot my of dad doesn't like watch it. anime. He doesn't like anime. He takes to piss out of me because I watch anime. But the Cowboy Bebop... Uh live action he really enjoyed I thoroughly enjoyed it as well I don't understand why so many
0: people hated it but yeah I it's was because, like
1: it's because it was whitewashed basically ah, it, was a, it, it was another one of those things that it was western it was a West. it was a western taking an anime and putting yeah. their Hollywood spin on it whereas One Piece yes it's got the Hollywood spin but the actors choices and the character more portrayals of those people be, yeah yeah, it's as if they have just taken the anime and pulled the, pulled the character from the screen, except, and we're getting you, Except Usopp. Usopp
0: like... Usop looks very different from his, but I think that's for the better, because the dude who they've got to play Usopp is fucking fantastic. I yeah. love him so much, he's one of my favourite yeah. characters in
1: this show. Captain Usopp, defender of everyone, and killer of giants, and dragon fucker, I don't know. M- Master bullshit. one Shister. of his stories. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he's great. I've not seen an ad- a live-action adaption this brilliant since the live-action Last Airbender movie.
1: Yeah, plus it's also good <laughs> to see I don't some... I like, didn't even big... click
0: that I was chatting shit. You just agreed with me. That yeah, film was fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> I didn't mind The Last Airbender. I'm oh, just saying it was that. was fucking
0: awful, man.
1: I didn't watch the anime, though. That's the thing. I didn't watch see, the anime yeah, I, like, I grew religiously. Up on the, so... I grew up
0: on the anime for that one. So, But they're doing a new live-action of that one as well, aren't they? I don't know if yeah. that's Netflix as well. But I think it is Netflix. After, after this, if that's Netflix as well, after this adaption, I am very confident. Like, so yes, yeah, so the Cowboy Bebop live-action adaption. I liked it. I've watched the anime as well. I, I liked the adaption, I'm not going to lie. The live-action One Piece adaption, I liked it. If they're doing an airbender, I'm pretty confident I'm going to like that too. The question is, what anime should they do next? I personally think a Full Metal Alchemist live-action would be sick.
1: Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Attack on Titan, or Sword Out Online. I think Sword Out Online, with the progression of VR, would be a very good adaptation, mm. which would bring more people to the VR world, which would also then develop augmented reality more. Uh, Attack on Titan, they have done live action versions of it. It is a Japanese-casted uh, and native Japanese-speaking uh, yeah. movie. Although it is very good, um, what was the one that you said?
0: Airbender. Uh, no, Airbender. It, it, was it the three other ones that I said they should do? So it
1: was. I said.
0: Um, what did I say now? So I said, "Full Metal Alchemist."
1: Uh, That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist would be really good as a as an adaptation but, but they would have to cast it perfectly like they have done with One Piece. If they, if they get one character wrong in it and that the, the feel of that character doesn't portray the same as uh, Alchemist, yeah. the anime I'm sorry but they will ruin it so that it would have to be a perfect casting choice.
0: Well, the thing, the thing is i found that like they've got really good at turning video games into animes and they've got really good at turning animes into live actions so I think it's hilarious that They've turned Cyberpunk into Edge Runners, and now a live-action Cyberpunk project is in the work.
1: Which is I something can't wait we forgot for that, to add to, to the see What's happening?
0: I want to see a live-action that follows V and Jackie during that montage at the start that we don't get to see.
1: It's either seeing that, or I'd love to see early days of like Keanu Reeves playing yeah, Johnny like, and Car- doing Carpo like. Wars yeah like him leading up to the events that you see him for the first yeah. time in the game i think that would be really cool to see like a, a keanu reeves because it could be done you could also have idris elba come into it deep like in the second season yeah. as mr reed they could do whatever they wanted with it really which is
2: such a cool thing about it and i love it so um but we'll keep moving on. so obviously
0: Netflix have done this live action adaption. Now moving from that to animes that they're working on. Obviously this last couple of weeks we have had that. Let me just pause that. So it doesn't slow everything down. We have had the release of Castlevania Nocturne.
1: I'm I excited. Haven't watched it I yet. have not
0: watched it yet either. I've not had
1: time. Uh, I reckon because we've been having those movie nights and just chill times. This is, is going to be on the had. list.
0: hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. It's Friend it's, it's during the uh, French Revolution, I believe they've said, isn't it? Like That with vampires, yeah. that's going to be sick. Like, I can't say no to that, especially with how good like, the, the last Castlevania anime it was. It's going to be the great. The
1: art style is just incredible. The voice actors that they get in to do the voices are in, just phenomenal. That's going to be the
0: one thing I'm going to miss is um, Richard Armitage Bellman.
1: as um,
0: Trevor was so good last season, and I'm going to miss his character but at the same time I might come to lo- I'll probably come to love this character just as much yeah but his Trevor's story with the romance options with that red head out of-
1: boy yeah it was, it was so it was, it was
0: great. so well done
1: and honestly I need to go through and watch it again
0: that was another one it was a delight to watch all the way through and I feel like Nocturne's are very much going to be the same <laughs>
1: We um, should definitely do the entire Castlevania, watch the oh, Belmont, uh, Trevor Belmont storyline, and then watch this. Definitely.
0: And then by the time um, we finish them, we'll be on to the next anime they're releasing, which is Devil May Cry.
1: I cannot fucking wait.
0: Now, I don't know much about Devil May Cry. It's never been a game I've really played.
1: Okay, and- so... When you're playing the game, the characters... So you've got Dante, you've got Nero... Uh, virgil the characters are great it's the, the combat is very much capcom kind of yeah
0: now if i remember correctly because i've seen obviously the, from the new devil may cry game i'm right am i right thinking dante's the one that around like 2006 got that rebranding to the black hair nero's the one who's always had the long white hair and virgil's the one with the cane and the crow isn't it or raven or whatever it is all right i'm thinking it's that way around
1: so, Am I Nero, is, Nero is a character that came from Devil May Cry 4. He was kind of a new person to the block. Really good game. The soundtrack for all of the games, if you if, watch, play it, play 4, and even within the first like mission or two, you'll understand what I'm talking about when it comes to the, the soundtrack. Uh, Oh so Nero's the young one. Yeah, Nero's the young one. Dante's the white-haired guy that you just see on every one of the things. He's a bit of a cocky twat, but he's really good. And then you've got Virgil.
0: This is why I got confused, because when they just changed it to DMC back in 2006, they made Dante really, really young and gave him that black hair, which kind of looks like Nero's hair, but a different colour, and that's why I was getting Nero and Dante mixed up. That makes more sense.
1: Yeah, but... The the characters in it are great. The storytelling in it is great. The combat is great for a Capcom game. Um, it's just really good, and the fact that we're getting a anime da- adaptation of it, and I, I believe. Honestly,
0: I believe this anime is from the same people who did the Castlevania ones as well. I believe it's the same people looking at the art style.
1: Yeah, the seen, art style is very similar.
0: We've seen from them that they can do these fast sort of. Very elevated combat scenes, very, 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 very well. Which yeah, is so good it's Adi I, I feel Shankar,
1: like, which pretty... uh, previously worked on the Netflix adaptation of Castlevania, so it is yeah. confirmed that that is the same person. So
0: we know that the, like, the, the fight scenes and stuff, the Gunner have
2: that extras yeah.
1: that we love.
2: But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Me all too. the animes. We've got
0: a lot coming in. Honestly. Pre Netflix getting into the anime game, I can't say other than Helsing Ultimate, I can't say I'd ever really watched an anime. And obviously Avatar, but that was like I don't class. I don't know why I've never classed like Cartoon Network animes as anime. I don't know why.
1: Um, Because it's cartoons. Cartoon versus an anime. I know, but would you still class? Would you
0: still class the Airbender cartoon
2: as an anime though? Because of the art style. It's a cartoon. Same art style.
1: Yeah, it's the same art style, but just the feel of the two. Alright, that it... right,
0: so that's fine. Then. So I won't count that. So yeah, other than other than El, like um, Helsing Ultimate, which is an anime, not a cartoon. Yes. I never really watched any anime. And then it wasn't until Netflix released all these different animes that they, when they go into the anime game, I was like, you know what? I quite like anime. I'm going to get back into anime. Uh. So that's when I went back and watched stuff like Fullmetal Alchemist and uh, watched Attack on Titan with Chloe. And then obviously they've had that much of a library on here. But there's more I want to go back and watch because obviously I know you're very clued upon your anime. You know a hell of a lot more than I do about it. But from what I've watched, I enjoy. So to be excited for an anime for me is still a very relatively new (sighs) thing for me and I'm enjoying it because I was very much in the same way as your dad. I was like, it's a fucking... Like, as soon as I got old enough, I was like, it's a fucking cartoon. It's for kids. But now I've got past that mindset and I've opened my eyes to it and seen that there is so much more on offer with anime because of what they can do with it. Yeah. I've broadened my horizons and library of what I can watch of amazing content tenfold. The thing is, there's so so much that
1: you can do with anime. Like, there's one that's coming up now, which unfortunately I don't feel will get a second season or second runtime, even though the manga had the potential of being, like, a really long, like, Demon Slayer style. Its name is Solo Leveling, and it's a dark combat field. I believe it's a isekai where guy gets transported to another world okay um, but unfortunately the, the the writer for it had has passed away oh. so i think they're going to take it up to as far as the manga goes and then call it a day there to try and not taint enough. his legacy but it is the most hyped anime from a japanese uh, writer i think of this decade and the previous yeah it, it's going to be big um but yeah i i honestly can't wait for devil may cry i have devil may cry 4 installed on steam and i will be going through and playing it
0: i just i love how a lot of the I'm like, just looking at the trailer now because for anyone just listening on spotify apple or that um obviously you can't see what we're looking at but we've got the trailer running on loop in the background and my favorite thing about it is Most of the colours seem quite muted and from the same colour palette and then the red contrasts so well. I don't know if that's a specific design choice or if that's just, because obviously it's red font and stuff as well. I don't know if it's a design choice or if it's just convenient for that clip that's on the trailer. But it looks so nice.
2: It reminds me almost, in a way, of uh, the Sin City movies. Because um, in everything, the red is so prevalent. I, I, I like that design choice. Yeah. So, yeah, so you've got Devil May I Cry coming
0: soon. You've got Castlevania Nocturne out now. You've got One Piece out now. There's plenty to watch, folks. Plenty to watch. There's a lot to look forward to. What?
2: Someone who doesn't have something to look forward to. Nvidia. <sighs> AMD's got them in trouble. Um, It's probably
0: not AMD. I just have this vision that AMD, because of the direct competitors, competitors, rung the police. The NVIDIA NVIDIA officers in France were raided by the uh, French CPA, the French Competition Authority. Uh, Anti-Competitive Agency, even. Authority, whatever. You You know the
1: guys that are currently trying to stop the acquisition?
2: Yeah... It's not good uh
0: so it does so according it's the Wall Street Journal have put a report out. they don't mention um the Nvidia by name, however, it is we are aware that nvidia officers have been raided. um so it's it's two and two equals four kind of scenario um they've been raided over concerns about anti competitive practices in the graphics card industry um. It's because of the chips that they're using, apparently. Um, they're basically cornering the market with it, and, the, and the, they're leaving it so like direct competitors, like AMD dead in the water when it comes Now, to me, I don't know how someone can get done for being anti-competitive for developing their own chip for their hardware. When in reality, they could just turn and say, well, if AMD want to keep up, they could put their own R&D efforts in and make their own good chip. I don't know the legislation that I don't know
1: how it all works. Wow. So with this whole situation, so from what I believe, NVIDIA don't actually develop their chips. They get chips made by other companies and then they use it with their technology. Whereas AMD are the chip manufacturers themselves. They make the CPUs, the GPU chips, they make it all. Whereas NVIDIA, I believe, and I may be completely uh, misinformed on this, but I believe that NVIDIA, they say that they're chip makers, but they're actually taking other chips and developing on that uh, and and then incorporating that with their own technology. Um, I mean, it, it kind of comes after the fact that they just... They just earned a record $13.51 billion, billion which is a 101% increase at the same time last year. So they're doing something right. And I think it's either they're progressing. If I'm misinformed and they do develop their own chips, then NVIDIA, they've discovered a new way of doing stuff. But at the same time, you compare the AMD... Uh, graphics cards versus NVIDIA. NVIDIA is in bed with a lot of competitors, whereas AMD is just kind of like, well, we've got AMD CPUs and we've got AMD uh, graphics cards, and they both work very well in in unison and synergy with each other. But the price range between AMD and NVIDIA is mental. Because if we go over to Amazon and we just go AMD... is
2: is AMD that's
0: generally cheaper
1: yes yeah
0: which when you see in a record um, profit by um Nvidia of 13.15 billion that makes sense why if you're earning that much do you have to charge so much for your cards surely that shows you could afford a price drop in them which would probably up up your sales and balance out the
2: profits anyway
1: yeah I mean, you're looking at a 4090 at uh, n- near two grand versus AMD's competitor, which, like, uh, option, which, yes, it's a couple hundred quid cheaper, but it's like 1800 quid compared to two grand. Yeah. For less gigabytes, but it, it's ridiculous. It's. It's all getting out of hand at the end of the day. This whole... Yeah, just a bit. NVIDIA, they're obviously doing something, whether it be upscaling, like, oh, we've done the 30 series, and then, like, six months later, 40 series is out, thank you very much. And then it's like, oh. That's why their percentages are up, because they released the 40 series literal six months after the 30 series came out, and everyone wanted to upgrade their card. AMD is doing a steady uh upgrades to all of their stuff whereas nvidia is like yep yeah, we'll do one series they here's the next series out oh it's good for the best one that you can get it's going to be two grand and the fact is the 30 series came out during the gpu sort shortage because yeah. everyone was getting into mining bitcoin and all your other cryptocurrencies are hey, whereas...
0: you, mine bitcoin instead of making a, a blockchain game you're fucking virgin carry on <clears throat>
1: But it's also the fact that it seems that NVIDIA are teaming up with Microsoft and OpenAI, and a lot of GPUs and stuff are now supporting AI stuff, which is also another market, which may have been another reason, because AI has become such a big thing in the last year or two. Yeah,
0: it's very much taken over, hasn't
1: it? NVIDIA being in in bed with that, and AMD not really having much... In that, uh, in that area, yeah. Of course, there's going to be a, a, a competition suit because Nvidia, just like yeah, Microsoft, we're besties. OpenAI, we're besties. AMD, you've not got a chance. Well, but at the end of the day, I don't see why there are people like the FCA. Competition is always going to be there, no matter how far ahead in video go they're going to get to a stage where their gpus are like four grand no one is going to be able to afford it and amd is going to be on the rise because people can get hold of the cards a lot cheaper it's the um, fact that there's companies out there that are against people in competition competition is what we want
0: yeah and amd is still in the fight If you are spot on with what you're saying, obviously, like like we said as that, we don't know for sure. It's all rumors and speculation. But if what you're saying is kind of where it is actually at, realistically, NVIDIA aren't being anti-competitive. AMD just need to fucking try harder to make some moves in the market. Well, NVIDIA the only shouldn't thing I'll have hold to themselves stay. back because of AMD's lack of
1: shit. <laughs> you know what the, I mean? The, the, The only thing I will say is NVIDIA is a one-trick pony. They just deal in graphics cards. Whereas AMD, they do both CPU and GPUs and motherboards and everything like that. NVIDIA is only in the market of graphics cards and cloud gaming. Whereas your entire PC could have every component in it be an AMD product. But whether it be the motherboard, the CPU, the graphics card... um the RAM, I believe, y- you've got everything there, so AMD, yes, are falling behind, but that's because they're doing so am the a, Am ooh. I right
0: in thinking that AMD owned Crucial? I'm sure,
2: Crucial. Uh, I'm sure AMD and Crucial are connected, so. Crucial met RAM, don't they? Uh, uh, Crucial are uh, owned by Micron. Uh...
0: I'm sure that AMD have had some sort of thing with crew
1: I I think they've got a partnership. Micron, and AMD. Micron and AMD share the same view, so they're kind of in 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 bed with each other. So right, fair AMD do everything, whereas Nvidia just do graphics cards. Which I suppose so... when you
0: just do the one thing, it's so much easier to exactly pull ahead. If
1: you're, Yeah, if if all you're doing is focusing on one specific area, of course you're going to fly by. But AMD are giving us GPUs, CPUs, uh, motherboards. They're working with Micron for RAM and storage. You could build your entire PC of AMD products, but you can only ever do one thing with NVIDIA.
3: Then you need
0: to hope that Intel support it properly. If they don't, fucked it.
1: Well, that's the thing. Intel tried to get into the GPU market as well with the Intel Arc GPUs and they went down a, a shit show.
0: Oh, I've never like heard they, of them, so that that shows how well they did.
1: <laughs> the Intel Arc was meant to come out as, like, really good. Like, Intel didn't want to be in bed with NVIDIA anymore because it was a lot, like, their architecture was having to revolve around NVIDIA and vice yeah. versa. So they created the Intel Arc, and the first rendition of it went down like a lead balloon, like the the performance of that GPU was just a a, a heap of dog shit. You would get so uh, an NVIDIA or AMD GPU for the same game at the same uh, specs and everything. 120 frames per second on AMD and NVIDIA. Arc was down to 60 because it couldn't handle the rendering of the game, so you were taking a massive graphical hit because of the arcs. Now, it could have changed now with firmware updates and stuff, but it was like, oh, hit, we're introduced, we're, we're coming out into the GPU market, and it went down like a lead balloon. Yeah, I can imagine.
2: So, yeah, but so, uh, I... we'll
0: wait and see, obviously, what news comes of this. Because, like I said, at the meantime, all we've got is rumours and leaked reports and stuff, but... Um, we'll revisit, obviously, in a later podcast if there's more news. I imagine next couple of weeks more stuff should come out. So if not, the next podcast, probably the podcast after, will
1: yeah. have something better to say. Um, going into another dying game, or not so dead game as we. Uh, <laughs>
3: it's come back to life.
2: <laughs> Red for those fall. of you that don't
1: know. Yeah. I I can't believe what we're about to say. Redfall, a game that
0: has been recorded on Steam as having only 3 concurrent players. 3 Some reason Zenimax and Bethesda have decided they are
2: going ahead with the DLC. They're going ahead with it. Who knew?
0: that they would be going ahead with a DLC for that like what the fuck it's shit I mean it's not shit it is shit but I I I played it right and it was one of them that was that bad I actually quite enjoyed myself I, I know I'm probably one of the few and I say few in the sense that there are three concurrent players I really, I, I don't mind it. I don't think it's great. I wouldn't pay money for it. Don't get me wrong. Only reason I play it is because it's through Game Pass. I have you, have you had a go to play, like a chance to play it yet, Sam, or have you kind of kept your distance I, from this, like? I played it
1: on? once. I played it once, and I couldn't play it again. I uninstalled it after that one time because it was, again, it was one of those games that was meant to be kind of like a Back for Blood yeah. situation where oh it's hyped up to be the next left for dead it's hyped up it's hyped up and it wasn't it just couldn't live up to left for dead see
0: i like i liked back for blood though i i actually quite liked back for blood i uh i played a lot of it with other streamers and stuff on their streams and stuff and i i like i i had i had a great time doing so. like it it was so fun but i feel like it is one of them where it's good because you're with the right group of people yeah. Whereas I can happily sit there and play Left 4 Dead on my own. I wouldn't play Back for Blood on my uh, own.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, Left 4 Dead's got the replayability, whereas yeah. Back for Blood, once you play for it once, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's, that's fine. But I, I feel much. like the
0: main issue is a lot of the AI in Left 4 Dead were at least competent. So if you got pinned by anything, you were fine. Yeah. But not all of them pinned you. A lot of them at the same time were purely about just hurting you, whereas just about everything in Back for Blood can pin you and once you're pinned, you fucked. And the AI shit. Yeah. That was the main issue there. But I, I, I still really enjoyed Back for Blood. But yeah, no, so Redfall.
2: That for some reason, they've decided they're going ahead with the DLC. I don't know why. I don't know what the DLC
0: is about. I'd love to see. So, um, in a 24-hour period, 34 people played it.
2: Uh, so yeah so it's a bit misleading the article so it's anywhere from a low of 3 to a peak of 38 but
0: it's still bad it's still very 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 tellable tellable
1: terrible even I should say um okay so in the last couple of days they've had a low so, okay since beginning of October yeah let's go with that so, beginning of October, you're looking at about 17 people have been playing it. Yeah. And then the highest that they've had is 54 people playing it. Yeah.
2: Now, t- apparently, uh, you can
0: still purchase the bite back edition of the main game, which comes with some uh, two new characters to join the original four, which is $30. Or you can buy it bundled at hundred dollars if you want to pay full price for the full
2: game as well. So that's a seventy-dollar game then. Seventy dollars for that shit. But this is the other thing: is it was um, was it? It was the people who made like Dishonored and praying stuff who made
0: Redfall, wasn't it? Yes. And I don't know how they dropped the ball so much because Redfall, sorry, no Dishonored even. Outstanding. one of the best games I've ever played. The level design and everything was fantastic. Dishonored 2, I've not played as much of. I've only really played the start. It's one that I've always tried to sort of go to at a time where there's been a lot of things going on and I've even got distracted with personal stuff or I've moved on to a game that's drawn my attention more. But I want to give it a go because I'm still to do... Is it... Is her name Emily? The kid? Who's not a kid in 2? I don't know. She's got like a completely different set of powers. I'd love to give her a go and do a completely separate play for, rather than playing Corvo with his, like, his abilities and stuff, like, actually see what it's about. I'll get around to it at some point, but regardless of the fact that I've played or not, they are well known to be very good games, very enjoyable games, games that a lot of people like to go back to and replay because there's so many different ways you can approach it. Prey, that was when I played on stream a couple years back for Halloween brilliant game my only issue with that one was I feel like a lot of horror games become less scary and a bit more boring the minute they give you a shotgun which that game suffered from that pistol limit ammo yeah that's fine my accuracy shit you can't miss in a thin corridor with a shotgun it's impossible so shotgun removes scary factor that was my one issue with that game but other than that outstanding game and then death loop yep. the newer one i remember i did death loop when i was doing it wasn't a charity thing i think it was when i started doing my when i first started doing giveaways on the um, channel i might have been doing a charity thing i can't remember but death loop was another one i did on stream again didn't play much of it because there was that much other stuff going on at the time it was just a first impression stream but i had such an amazing time on that game and the concept of it was great and they like slight multiplayer that they'd incorporated into it which was something they'd never really done before multiplayer in a, one of their games it worked and I really enjoyed it, the art style was yeah. great and the story was great and it wasn't complex, I'm not going to say like it was some mind-bending, explosive cacophony of amazement but it was good enough to not be crap, it was like a really satisfying, fun experience and that's all you needed um, but yeah so I'm
2: just I'm confused at how Arcane goes from that to this. Now I know Arcane have said the pivoting away wow. from away from this. Now I'm going to Dishonored Three,
0: but yeah.
2: this this is still a thing we cannot ignore. It happened.
1: Yeah. It. <sighs> At the end of the day, it's people trying to do, play in a genre that isn't what they're used to. We've seen it with a lot of game companies that have gone, OK, I we're known for these style of games, but you know what? We've been given the chance to do something else. Here it is, and it's been shit. Now, there have been yeah. other times where it's been really good, like Hogwarts Legacy coming from a game developer that hasn't done anything since like the 1990s. But Hogwarts Legacy came out of nowhere, like out of the woodwork, and it was a great game, and people loved it.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I so think the thing with Hogwarts Legacy though is the Hogwarts Legacy was a different, di- a different thing though. It's like it was a small company given a well-known and loved IP.
1: It, yeah, a, a, and a so, small company yeah. given the golden ticket.
0: Whereas. Arcane, it was a well-respected non-company doing a new IP. So Avalanche had an
2: even more uphill battle, realistically. Yeah. And yet they succeeded and Arcane didn't. And I mean, I won't, I won't mind,
0: but Arcane's gameplay loop that they put into this wasn't far off what they'd do normally anyways. It's not like they tried anything new, really.
1: No. It's... It's just... A company that couldn't deliver on what, like, the other competitors on the list, because at the end, at the same time, it came out at the same time as...
2: Uh... uh came out at the same
1: time as some games. Uh, Back for Blood. It was around the same time. What, Redfall? Redfall and Black for Blood didn't they come out no, at the
0: same time? No, like they that? were way off each other. Redfall's still fairly recent. Black for Blood came out ages ago.
2: Redfall, when did, when did Redfall come out? Redfall came the out third, in the May. The first of May. If we do,
1: you uh, won. Okay, two two years between, between them.
0: Twenty twenty three. Let's see what came out around the same sort of time. So, in order from what released, really. So, we had the One Piece Odyssey, the Persona, Persona Remasters, Fire Emblem, for sp- oh, Forspoken. Um, Hi-Fi Rush, the Dead Space Remaster, um, Deliver Us Mars, Hogwarts Legacy, Tomb Raider Reloaded, Wild Hearts Atomic Heart, Like a Dragon: Ishin', Metroid Prime, the yeah. PSVR release with all of that's new games. Let's see you say it was uh march dig say uh
1: may for redfall
0: may sorry so around the same time redfall came out we got the ps4 and xbox one releases of hogwarts legacy darkest dungeon 2 midnight suns tears of the kingdom uh warhammer Boltgun, hello neighbor 2 golem that game obviously took everyone surprise
1: fuck's sake let's let's Um, just take into consideration redfall came out the same time as farming simulator 23 and i'm pretty sure farming simulator 23 got more concurrent viewers uh, players probably and still has more concurrent players than redfall in its entirety
0: like you look at this a couple weeks before as well before redfall came out you had jedi survivor dead island 2 um disney speedstorm minecraft legends Like, Meet Your Maker. There were so many better games you could play. Why would you choose this? You wouldn't. And that's why there's three concurrent players. And I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, the main thing is, for those that are enjoying it, congratulations, you're getting a DLC. I would like to see this game, with it being on Game Pass, do a Cyberpunk, do a No Man's Sky, where it goes full circle, and in the end, it turns out to be a good game. But by the sounds of him going and focusing more back on Dishonored 3, I feel like this is going to be one that they just leave dead in the water, which is a shame. Because there's potential there, and it looks like it
2: could have been fun. But they're just not persevering with it, and that makes me sad. Yeah. But that's our lot, Sam. We've gone through a
1: lot. (laughs) Yeah. You need the toilet. No. (laughs) I need to lie down or something, man. I'll be
0: right. I'm the one sweating vodka. Um yes. Why? I'm I'm sweating, just not vodka. Probably he, Dr. Pepper. He's sweating blood out of his anus. He should go to the doctors. Uh but yeah, that's it. So um we'll say <laughs> we'll say our goodbyes now, shall we? So that, let everyone get on with so the like, Sunday mornings. Bed. So that you can go poo blood out your anus, yeah. So I have been Yorkshire bother. <laughs>
1: And I have been Dark MCR.
0: And we're going to find him an ambulance. And you have been watching or listening to, depending on when and where you're listening and watching, Cheat Cards Are Cheating episode 11! We're double figures now, Sam, officially. Officially, Lucy's Legs 11. I don't know why I keep saying Lucy. you have been watching Runners. No one says no, Lucy.
1: Rob, it, 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 it's bingo. They cool. don't say Lucy, Cooling. they just say Legs 11. No, it's always been Lucy's Legs 11. I've never
0: had anyone say Lucy's Legs. Guys, tweet me on X. uh, Hashtag it Farmville for life.
1: Hashtag Farmville free.
0: Yeah, hashtag hashtag Farmville for life and tell me if you've ever heard it called Lucy's Legs 11 or if it's just Legs 11. But on that note, have a laugh, have a cry, have something good to eat, have a wank. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Enjoy the rest of your weekends or weekdays, depending on when you are watching or listening. And we shall see you all in the next one in a couple of weeks. Toodaloo, au revoir, and a goodbye, you sexy, sexy bunch!